Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions, an opportunity for you to get a seat at the table. We've got a breakfast table full of champions this morning, starting with Joy Farley, Trevor Houston, Dr. Rowe, Danelle Delgado, and many more champions here at the breakfast table pouring into you. Glenn Lundy believes that if you can change the way people start their day, it'll make a massive impact in their life. So let's pull up a seat and let's join in on Breakfast with Champions. While we were all at that event, the crew that was running the room uh, for us—I mean, what a what a <laughs> what a gift that was, right? What a gift that was for us to be able to lean in and do the things we were doing in New York City, and know that the Breakfast with Champions room was still serving humans all around the world is is really uh, re- really a gift. And so I'm glad that you pointed that out to. Uh, just as a, another reminder of how incredible it is and how impactful it is when people come together, people with the same heart come together ultimately with the desire to serve, right? That's what it's all about. Uh, do me a huge favor if you haven't done so already, or even if you have, go ahead and hit that plus sign in the bottom right-hand corner of your screen. Invite your friends, your family members, people you like and people you don't like to come join us right here in this room because we've got hours and hours and hours of programming ahead for you today. We've got Joy Farley that'll be joining us. We've got Liza. They'll have a segment a little bit later. We've got Trevor and Dr. Rowe. Uh, we've got Danelle Delgado, Chris Winfield, Jane Gottlieb. They're all going to be joining us later today. So hit that plus sign, invite some of your friends to join the room. And also make sure you take some time to follow some of the people that you're sitting next to, right? The person above you, the person below you, to the left of you, to the right of you. Take a moment to follow those people. You never know. You might be able to serve them or they might be able to serve you. And like um, Sarah McCord talked about just a little bit earlier, man, there's sleepers around every corner on this app. It's unbelievable. Like Brad blew us away and it was a shocker. You know, he he came into the event and he likes to hide kind of behind the scenes. And he was like Sarah's assistant is is the role that he played. And then he got up and they gave him a mic and the dude just has powerful, strong, concise strategies that you can apply uh, to grow your business. It was just powerful. And those people exist all around in this room. They're sitting right next to you right now. They might have 27 followers. They might have, uh, you know, 27,000 followers. You, you just never know until you connect and you might just be one relationship away from that next level in your life. So I've tried pulling homeboy up. Uh, I don't see him popping up and I think maybe he popped out of the room. So what we'll do is we will continue this conversation Let's continue the conversation on uh, takeaways from this morning's episode of Hashtag Rise and Grind. We'll continue hey, Glenn. That. Yeah. Glenn, let me jump in right quick. Yeah, I was yeah. not at the event, but the energy is so contagious that I'm beginning to feel as if I was there. You guys are bragging entirely too much. The other thing is get ready for the next big thing. God is about to blow your mind exceedingly and abundantly above anything that you could ever ask or think. I'm out. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. 
and I will receive that. <laughs> I will receive that. That's amazing. All right, let's go. Let's keep going. Go ahead and flash your mic if you would like to contribute to this conversation. I hear it, but there's a lot of people on stage. It's Solana Rich. Okay, Solana, go hop on in. Good morning, champions. I just wanted to just jump on here and say, oh my God, what you started this morning, Glenn Lundy, you said, I am the Lord's servant. May it be unto me according to your will. And that's where I was in my life. Like two years ago, I started over at almost 50 years old in my career and just pressed the restart button on my whole entire life. And then I was like, Lord have mercy, Jesus. Am I going to make it? Am I going to make it out of this? Am I going to be able to reinvent my way and my life in such a way that I, that I please you Lord more so than anything at all. So just seeking him first and knowing that it's already done and we're victorious and i had every reason not to come to this show because i'm like i'm not prepared lord and i mean everything just kept pushing me to come and i'm so happy like i am so grateful for you all scott simons oh my goodness like I, i'm not even gonna start naming names because it's too many names to name but when i tell you i have a renewed faith i have um the energy and the synergy and the motivation and the love and you know it's just a blessing to be around champions and i'm running this race with grace and we can do all things through christ who strengthens us no matter what it looks like to anybody else or what anybody feels in their heart about who or what you're doing as long as it's pleasing to the Lord. And I believe and I'm sure because he gave me so many kisses and he made a way out of no way. The Lord is pleased definitely with this Breakfast with Champions and it is so in line. I'm telling you, it's so in line. If I, I couldn't have made it up, but the Lord already did it. So I'm Solana Rich and I'm just getting started and I love you guys. And I just, and just like, um, Mr. King just said, exceedingly, abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. We don't know the Lord's will, but we know we're victorious. So keep running this race with grace, you guys. We got this. Thank you, Solana. <laughs> and I love how you are stepping out in faith, leading in faith, and ultimately going to make a massive impact in all the moves that you're making. So thank you, Solana. Hey, Mike Mamula, are you there? I am here, my friend. Good morning. Good morning, Mike. I appreciate you being here this morning. Were you able to listen to today's episode a little bit? I just caught about the last five or ten minutes, to be honest with you. And, uh, no problem. No problem. Well, I appreciate you. You made a quick stop by. You brought over Rev Matt and <laughs> made, uh, made a flyby at the event. Uh, do you have a, a lesson that we could share with the audience, anything that they could take away and apply in their life today, this week, this month, this year? Yeah, it's it's that life. And first of all, thank you. Thank you for the invite. It was incredible. Good morning, everyone. And it's that lifelong lesson that you surround yourself with greatness and you become part of it. And it was just palpable in that room. I mean, walking in, hearing the stories, meeting everyone in person, the energy. I mean, it's great to, to do what we do on Clubhouse. And there's so much value in it. 
But then to get into the room where you can really, I mean, it's perceptible, the energy, that buzz, that frequency, it literally felt like the roof was going to blow off the place. And it was just the smiles and the hugs and the stories, these incredible stories of success with people that you, you, you know from clubhouse and you want to share in their success and to be able to admire and appreciate what they've done. And to walk out of there and know that you're a part of that, like you have that ability too inside of you. It's just, it makes it, it makes it so incredible. The opportunity Glenn, that you and the club with champions team have put together here and, and being able to do this now in person with others. So I just wanted to thank you and the team, such an incredible, incredible opportunity and a big thank you to my man, uh, John Policastro. Now I, I know that you probably gave him a, a few shout outs by this time for, you know, just stepping up and, and showing what people are, are able to do and willing to do for others when they get value from them. So I just am so blessed to be part of all of this, Glenn. Thank you for letting me be a part of it. Thank you for letting me take part in all the value that everyone provides. And uh, I'm just so blessed to be here. So thank you. Appreciate you, brother. Yes, so much power in proximity, right? That's <laughs> it, man. Absolutely. So much power in proximity, man. It's absolutely uh, incredible. It's been an incredible experience all the way around. Ramon, are you there, sir? I am indeed. What's up, Glenn? What's up, my man? So I just want to know the thought in your heart as you're getting ready to go and you're going to speak and you're going to share the spotlights on you. And you decide to turn that spotlight and point it to someone else. Walk us through that process, and what can we all learn from that? Yeah, Glenn, thank you so much, man. Two things came to mind. So one, uh, as the event morphed and changed, I must be real with you. As the event morphed and changed, I was like, personal branding, as you know, Glenn, is my jam. I'm like, what do I felt like a little like Brad? What do I have to share with all these people? Carmelian and all the people, you know, and, and, and Dr. Rowe, all these people you brought. I'm like, I ain't got nothing. That's one. So I had a little bit of FOMO, self-doubt. But then too, Glenn, as I walked into the rooftop Wednesday night, I think, right, we had the reception. That's when I saw Sabrina of Bina Bears, the first person I met. And she just captivated me, told me her story. And so my point being is that that's what the catalyst was. So I'm sitting at the seat. You know, we're all, I don't know, we're all, I was twitching, like, my time's coming, my time's coming. What do I do? What do I do? I said, yeah, I can speak. I can share. I can do that. But the best thing I can do in the spirit of what we're doing as you've given me a gift, Glenn, right? Thursday morning segment I have. I said, let me just give my spotlight. That's the best thing I could do and help this young lady. God bless me. God bless all of us in many ways. But she's young. She's starting up. She has, you know, a, a little bit more of the path to go than I have. And so that was the genesis of that. But I was so glad to be here. And just to shake hands, Scott, Simon, and so many others, Glenn, I can't wait to come to the next event. So thanks, brother. Well, bro, it was uh... – it's a rare thing, right? It's a very rare thing to see someone be handed the mic and not to point that mic to themselves, but to point it to someone else. And so it's an honor to run with you, my man. Looking forward to getting to know you even better as we move forward. And I really, really appreciate who you are. Jeff, the entrepreneur, you're flashing. Yeah, because Glenn, I'm with you. When I was sitting on the table with Ramon and then he was getting up there to speak and just the way he did it. You know what? It was the selflessness of all of it. And Glenn, Scott said it before, but you're so in tune to everybody. When we first met, I have it on my Instagram live when I was coming in and it just felt like I've known you forever. It feels like we're so in line with synergies and that, but that's with everybody. I think there was a point of service by everybody. How can we help you? I'm returning to Dakota and her new real estate team and showing her right away, like, Hey, well, this is what shared and helped me grow my brother's financial industry, which is kind of like yours. Right. And then someone did that to me. 
And it was just such a giving. I've been at a lot of events. I go to a ton of events, right? I've never been at an event where there was so much giving first, where it was like, where it was just contagious. And uh, that's, and someone else said life changers, right? Uh, and then Tara, I didn't get to say this the other day, I'm all up, I'm late trying to get to eat because I'm doing a million different things, right? And she grabs my luggage just to, to credit to her and goes, hey, I'll take it downstairs for you. And she read my thought. And this is this is what's so great about a lot of these people. We're all such on a wavelength. And I know Tara has a special gift, as you do, Glenn, too, to read and see. You know, we're very observant, you know. And it made me be like, wow, am I reading and seeing and being more observant? It made me be more, you know, quiet within myself. But um, I, think, I think a lot of times we sometimes get so caught up of, oh, are we here? Where are we at, right? But really, we're right where we need to be when we're around the right people. When you're around the right people, man, they're going to they're gonna take you to where you need to be. And then you, you just identify with that. And I think remembering that gives me all the, the courage and confidence in the world. Like, wow, thank you, Lord, for really just putting me into exactly this. Uh, I was, this is an answer to prayer on many different levels. In the most, I remember texting uh, Scott Simons at the early end, early of the year when this started, or, or sent him a message. And then what transcribes since then, it's like it's almost coming to fruition. So I just want to say uh, very triumphant Tuesday today because, man, it's triumphant when you're around a lot of life changers and, and world givers. And how you can be in tune with everybody, Glenn, is, is really what I think all of us um, kind of wind up taking on as well. So I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you as well, man. And the energy that you bring to the table is always uh, over the top, man. It's always over the top, and I love it. You're an energizing superhuman, willing to do whatever, bro. I saw you. I saw you working that jump rope, bro. Working that jump rope on the rooftop in New York City. I was like, that dude's willing to do whatever it takes, and I love that about you. Hey, Dustin, are you available? Yes, sir. Dude, Dustin, Morning. You, like, you had to get a permission slip. You had to come across the border from Canada. You had to do the tests and the shots and the all of this stuff. You sat, and you sat front row both days at the event. So share with us, man. What is a lesson that you took away that you can share with everybody that they can apply in their life today, this week, this month, this year? Do whatever it takes. Hey. Eh? That's that's it. Like I, I'm still in New York. My flight got canceled last night. Sat in the airport till like 10:30. We were supposed to leave at 6:30. Then I got put up in a hotel. Now my flight leaves this morning at 9:30. And you know, I was sitting in the hotel and I was like, everyone was freaking out. And I was just like, what? Why are you guys freaking out? Like, they're gonna take care of us, you know. And it, it's like the the mentality that that we got and that we have when we start our day. If, if you don't start your day properly, you're not going to be able to uh, take what comes at you in the day because you're not centered, you're not focused. So that's, um, that's not really related to what you're asking, but I think it's important. It's, a, it's an important lesson. Um, but, you know, I think, yeah, like, like everyone's saying, the energy, the energy was just absolutely fire. And I just think that if we can continue to give and continue to be the first to um, always lift others, like th that's the biggest thing. Like I, I just, I, I just want to make so much money to be give to give it all away, like to see the joy and to see the 
excitement on you know everybody's face when like being when when um ramon did what he did for being bears like that was that was just phenomenal and and you know and and myself with um oh help me glenn what's his name i'm dropping it right now <laughs> uh anyway you know he i don't know so, which one you're talking about um he, he he was just so everyone was just so generous and i think that that's so important that you know don't be selfish with your time with your money with your energy and make sure you're pouring into others that was the hugest takeaway for me is just the, the giving aspect of it glenn yeah man yes absolutely 100 percent, dustin i'm so glad you did whatever it took to get down there it was awesome to hug your neck and I'm excited to continue on this journey with you to, to become that millionaire. Not to become. You already are that millionaire. Real That's right. Agent. That's right. Makes a big impact. I love it. And I also love all these pictures I see you guys posted of me standing with these people. I love it. My, my, my hope is that one day every single one of you that's in this room right now, I have a picture of, the, of us together. I really, really do. So I love seeing all those pictures. Thanks for doing that. It really puts a smile on my face. Uh, I want to go to Carmelia. Mrs. Carmelia, how are you this morning? Oh, I've been doing so good at calling folks. All right. What about? Hold on, hold on. I'm here. I'm here. I was. There like, she is. I sorry about that. Good morning. You guys. were deep and deep in Instagram. Oh God. You were deep yeah. in I was, I was listening in the background, and you know, you know how you have it on, and then I hear you, and I'm running for the phone. I'm here. Good morning. Oh my goodness. Are we sharing a takeaway? Uh, we're doing Triumphant Tuesday. So what have we been sharing from Glenn? Yeah, we're just talking about a lesson that we learned at the consortium that someone in the audience can apply and use in their life today, this week, this month, this year. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Let me share, let me share a story that happened to me the minute I landed um, at the hotel. And for those who know all of us, um, and myself particularly, I work as a celebrity matchmaker. I work a lot in film, TV. You know, I have clients, um, three children at home, uh, you know, lots of responsibilities. So when you get off your Uber and you try to check into the hotel and you realize you just lost your cell phone, like I lost my cell phone somewhere between the Uber and getting out of my Uber and my bags and checking into the hotel. For whatever reason, the Lord did not want me to have my phone, okay? And the best place to have had that happen was with these people because being in the experience like in real experience of and I tried to figure out that lesson okay guys my lesson for me was to be present and the lesson to me was literally what everyone said was was that you're in the right place at the right time with the right people because it made not having my phone insignificant and man was it significant and i could have made it could have had it ruin my weekend were there moments of, of stress where i was you know and, and 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 when i was watching the fashion show i was in that fashion show everything was magical 
But, you know, my former self, I've been doing a lot of work on myself. And my former self would have been panicked and, and would have been, what if, and this and that, and I, I can't take this, you know, selfie with this person or whatever. But it, everyone was so generous when I needed to borrow a phone. The minute I got there, Rachel Weintraub checked me into her hotel. Sarah was there. Um, you know, they helped me. And, and I knew, like, and I was like, you know what, I can't, I can't get my phone back anytime soon and I don't want to ruin this experience. It was very, very stressful, but the, the less I put focus on that and more on the fact that, man, every speaker, everybody just blew me away. I just used my notepad and I was present with people and I was there listening. And, and again, it was like my former self might've just been on my phone all day, hashtagging this and that. And so it really taught me a lesson that you know, sometimes that technology is a distraction and, and, you know, putting it aside and being present with people and not your phone in your face. And I work in the dating landscape, right? Like so many people miss opportunities because they're too busy involved in other people's lives and scrolling and this and that. And they're, and they're not present with their family, with, with people. So my biggest takeaway was you know, having that patience and focusing on what you can control. I had no control when I could get that phone back. I got it back, guess what, Glenn? Friday, the night we're going home, and we epic party at Amelia's. Every speaker blew my mind. But you know what? I knew your team's recording it. And more importantly, I was there and I was listening. So think about that, guys, when you are, you know, down the rabbit hole or you're distracted or you just want to capture that moment and think, is this better experienced without technology? Or like, do I really got to use that phone? So that's, that's the lesson for me. And it was so powerful guys. So thank you so much. You had to be there. If you're not there, I don't know what Glenn's going to do with that footage, but man, I would pay a million dollars for it. It was incredible. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, everyone on stage. Making all those heart connections made my experience so insignificant. It was so amazing, and I'm blessed to be there, and my life has changed by it. So thank you. Over to you. I'm done speaking. That just wow. means nobody. Well, I think that that is a great lesson. Great lesson. And I didn't even know. Like, I didn't know you had lost your phone. I didn't know any of that. But wow, what a, to be present, to not allow the technology to get in our way, to like, I'm now, now I'm feeling like I missed some stuff, right? Cause I was taking some pictures. I was doing some. Oh stuff. my God. I had phone FOMO like you wouldn't imagine. <laughs> hey champions. Guess what? The breakfast with champions podcast airs live every single day, 5am to 11am only on the clubhouse app. So make sure to download Clubhouse and go check out Breakfast with Champions. You're not going to regret it. See you there. Uh, but Tamara took a picture of me, um, you know, when I was with uh, Mark and, you know, my, my business partner, Hunt. Let, like, pe my kids were messaging people. Where's my mom? Like, they were my, my partner's looking at me in, in stories, right? Like, trying to find me in stories because I was off the grid. And, and God, it was, it was great to get the phone back, but I, you know, it was meant to be that way. It was meant to be that way. So yeah, Glenn. And you know what? 
if I had been like, oh my God, my phone, my phone, I can't, then, then it would have just made other people worry about my problem, which is like, who cares, right? But guys, like, try to try to be at a conference and not have a phone and think, what would you do? And that's a decision I made. I just chose to be with you guys. So thank you. Absolutely beautiful, man. Incredible, 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 Sherry Parmelia. It was great to meet you. You were strutting it, girl, in that fashion show. I was like, work it. That's what I'm talking about. It was absolutely phenomenal. You're a phenomenal human. I am so incredibly grateful that we are connected, and I owe you a phone call. It'll be coming this week. You better believe that. With that said, this is Breakfast with Champions, Millionaire Breakfast Club, your opportunity to get a seat at the table. We are here Monday through Friday from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, bringing you motivation, education, and inspiration. We're also here from 6 to noon on Saturdays, giving you an opportunity to be a fly on the wall or maybe ask a question from some of those that are doing the things you know you can do that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Hashtag Rise and Grind. I want you all to remember, please, 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 please remember this. Four years ago, one dude sitting in a closet went live. 5.30 in the morning, the lights were blinding. <laughs> the lights were blinding. I had woken up at like 5.27, three minutes before I went live. You can find the video online. It's awful. It's awful. It's awful. But that one decision to go live at 5.30 a.m. in order to... With the, with the dream, the desire to serve others, right? That one decision has completely transformed everything in my life. It's created these connections. It was the precedent for Breakfast with Champions, the Breakfast with Champions Consortium, the experience in New York City. And when I got back from New York City, when I landed, my phone came on, you know, your phone goes off on the phone or when you're in the air. And my phone came on and there was a message on my phone from my mom. And she said, JR, it's what they used to call me. My dad is, I'm Glenn Lundy Jr. My dad is Glenn Lundy Sr. So they used to call me JR. And she said, JR, I am so incredibly proud of the man that you have become. And that, my friends, that's where it's at, right? That's where it's at. So make that decision, that one decision. Do that thing that's tugging on your heart. God planted a seed in you and only you. Only you can bring it to fruition. And when you lean in, it'll make a massive impact on this planet. I promise you that. So make that decision, all right? Let's make that decision. With that said, I'm going to hand it over to you. The one and only Miss Joy Farley, the friend collector, my sister from another Mr. Joy. Ding, how are you? I'm so good. So I'm good. so jealous. I keep on seeing everybody's pictures on stage with a picture of you and you know, everyone's with Glenn. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can't wait to have my turn. Okay. I'm, I'm for real. I'm with and you. And I'm just gonna that. leave it there for the rest of eternity. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know Glenn? What's your fault? What's your problem? So good morning, everybody. I'm going to quickly just reset the room. Liza's actually with her son on a spontaneous trip for his birthday. So I told her, hey, pop in if you can, but I got you, girl. So I hope everyone's having a wonderful start to their day. 
You are sitting in Breakfast with Champions. This is the Millionaire Breakfast Club. We're so glad that you're here. We're here every single day, Monday through really Saturday, but Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. to about 11 a.m. Saturdays with the amazing sales meeting with Brian Binstock and his incredible team. And then on Sundays with Club 111 with our amazing friend Darian. So be sure to follow the greenhouse over Tamara's beautiful picture, which I love looking so fashionable there. And be sure to tap some friends into this conversation because I think it's gonna be one that you guys are gonna enjoy. So flash your mics. If you guys have been watching, keeping up with, <coughs> excuse me, or loving the Olympics. I see so many, um, I don't know how everyone got their flags on their photos. So if someone wants to message me and let me know how that happened, I would greatly appreciate it. Joy, all you have to do is in your profile anywhere, just put, like if you put United States in your like profile, I love America, it'll automatically, it'll pop in put, there. It'll automatically put a flag. Just <laughs> okay. put your country in your profile. Perfect, see, look, you said ask a friend, phone a friend, thanks Glenn. Um, so I thought it would be amazing from Tokyo to Triumphant Tuesday. Um, I have always absolutely loved the Olympics. I have always just had a heart for watching people's biggest dreams come true and be realized on a grand stage, whether that, that has been Super Bowls or even just, you know, playing sports myself. I think it is just something about an athlete winning big for the world to see that just makes my heart smile. So on Sunday, one of the absolute most incredible moments happened um, that really just touched my heart. So I wanted to share with you guys if you didn't get to tap in because you can go look at it um, so far in the Olympics. So it was between Mutaz Essa Barshman from Qatar and I believe it's Gianmarco Tamberi from Italy. They're both high jumpers who have both tied jumps, y'all. They both have tied jumps and then three consecutive failed attempts to break the world record. And so as the official came over to them both to see if they wanted to just try one more time and a jump off, mid-sentence, Mutez says, can we have two golds? Can we have two golds? Let's make history. And the embrace between these two, y'all, it just, it's one of those things for the record books, literally. There hasn't been a shared gold since, I think, 1912 on the Olympic stage. And he said, this is beyond sport. This is the message we deliver to the young generation. And that got me thinking, man, there is space for all of us to win. There are people who are cheering for your success and your competition is actually making you better. And I think sometimes that's really hard to think, gosh, I hate to lose. I am super competitive. I want to put my work in and reap the rewards. But when you have two grown men who said, you know what, I don't want to jump off. What would happen if we could have two golds? And if you can make history in that way, just a shared win on a long road to success never dulls your shine. And that's something that's really near and dear to my heart that we all get to define our own shine. Winning to me like, might look very different than winning to somebody else. Um, you know, I think we are all really competitive. If you're sitting in this room and want to be better and you realize that when iron sharpens iron, we all walk away, all gold. You know, I think sometimes gold truly is tried in the fire and 
I can guarantee you there's been so many times in all of our lives where we wish we had someone who would say, you know what, like, can't we both win? Um, even though we're super competitive, even though we want to show up and take the trophy home, right? But sports teach us so much about life. And I can guarantee you, Coach Isaac can attest to that. He sees it day in and day out. My little brother is in the NFL. They're going through training camp right now. It's like, no, like you're fighting for your position. You want to be on that field. You want to be wearing that jersey. You want to walk away with gold. But the humility and really just the audacity to say, you know what, there's room for both of us to shine. Let's make history. So whether you're in business, whether you're just walking through life and you've realized that, hey, there's other people who are doing what you're doing. I can guarantee you there's people on this app all day long who are in your same space, but no one can do what you do like you do it. And helping someone else win never takes from us. And I really believe that supporting somebody else's shine never dulls our own. If anything, that makes me want to be closer to some people, those that aren't stepping on necks to get ahead, those that aren't cheating their way to success because cheaters always win in the short term, never in the long term. And sharing a victory can feel just as sweet when you genuinely want to see everyone around you succeed in a really big way. And so just watching these two guys on the Olympic stage, making history for the world, saying, can there be two golds? Can we break the rules because we're both cheering for each other? It turns out that they're actually really good friends. Um, they met, like, I think 11 years ago at a competition and have stayed really close. They've been in each other's weddings. And I think that doesn't always happen with our competition. That doesn't always happen in life um, when we want to be the one person that's winning. But I guarantee you, just the heartwarming feeling of being like, wow, like there's room for all of us to succeed and in a super big way. So this moment really just made me look at my friends and my competitors through just a different lens of love, that it's a universal language that we can all translate. So today, no matter how saturated the market is, like I mentioned, no one can do what you do like you do it. I'm in the real estate space. I can't, I can't even count how many agents are swimming out there, but there's room for all of us to be massively successful. None of us can handle every single client as much as you want to win um, every single day. But if you can serve people in your own brand, the unique flavor that you bring to the table, um, just the intricacies of being you, and then to say, man, helping somebody else stand side by side. Let's make history. You know, I think when we give each other space to shine, it just uplifts everybody in the room. And I don't know about you, but that is literally the heartbeat of my life that if anyone knows me, yes, I collect friends, but at the same time, it's like, there's room for all of us. There really is. And no one can do what you do like you do it. So the question I wanted to pose for everyone today is how has your competition brought out the best in you? Um, I've loved hearing all of the conversations around the recap from the consortium. It's been really funny listening to people um, <laughs> pronounce that word. It has given me life. However, when you're around other people who genuinely want to see you win, who, you know, you shining doesn't take away from anyone else. I love seeing everybody strut their stuff on the runway in their own unique way. And when you put it all together, there's room for two golds. So 
how has your competition brought out the best in you? Would love to hear your perspective. Maybe you've got a short story um, and we'll just keep the conversation going. So if you want to flash your mic, would love to hear how your competition has brought out the best in you. Or maybe there's a time in your life there's been two winners and what that meant to you on um, you know, sharing that stage. So let's go with Dr. Janie. And then I see Jess, the entrepreneur. Would love to hear your perspective. Good morning, Dr. Janie. Good morning, Joy. What a great segment. You know, a couple of things come to mind for me. I know at one point I used to shy away from competition in regards to business. And then one of the things that I've learned that I now have adopted as a strategy is I've started to partner and continue to connect with those that are in my city and that are in my industry and to continue to have conversations and stay connected. And we'll have, one of them actually became uh, almost like a mentor to me where we're talking about different things that we're doing, different programs, how we're serving the community. So one of the things I've done was lean into it versus in the past where I would shy away from it and just watch my, what I would consider my, my business competition at afar. So I collaborate now, I stay connected, we learn from each other and I'm secure in who I am and what I bring to the table and how I've impacted my community. And I think one of the things that have occurred that made that shift is exactly that. I think when you're insecure, you'll shy away, or as you said, the term, step on other people's neck and do things that are shysty or behind people's back or play games. But when you're secure, you can lean in, you have direct conversations, you um, collaborate and you see how you can add value to each other. And it's so much better on that side of things to be peaceful, to be truthful and not worry about um, all the other stuff that can get you preoccupied and not focused on what God's plan is for you and your purpose. So those are my thoughts, Joy. Thank you so much for the conversation. This is Dr. Janie. I thought you were going to say thanks for the confrontation. I was like, I thought we were both trying to win. Can't we both do gold? <laughs> but secure in what you bring to the table, that that is so huge. And leaning in, I think, when you are, like you said, secure in who you are, what you do, and that no one can take anything away from you when you're so willing to give. And I think that is so commendable. And always love your perspective, Dr. Janie. So thank you for always being here. Jeff, the entrepreneur, talk to me. Joy, wow, that was great because uh, I don't, I haven't been watching the Olympics. I don't watch the news. So when it came out, I was like, oh, this isn't going to resonate with me. Should I tune it off? But it's you, Joy. And I love, uh, that's, that's astounding to know. I think back to when my mom bought a book called We Win, um, and I remember being so upset as a young kid, and it was all, because I think I had a hard time losing. I think it was me, or maybe it was Josh. It might have been my brother. And so the whole thing was, it was a way of how everybody won together. And I remember always being this, in what you guys know as this high energy, you know, um, and I wasn't always this way, but always this high energy, want to conquer type entrepreneur, right? Want to have the biggest lemonade stand, all all that I wound up in circles where then I knew it would not it would not serve me well as in this this has happened just recently you guys are watching me grow up right in front of you and everything and I think we're all growing all the time but you know I'm being ex extremely transparent that you know I think a lot of times in life especially in business right there's always that dominate you know uh, where it is and I although a hundred percent you know I do think there is a part of business where you have to win 
at a certain level. Um, I do think, and I know, I know for a fact now that when you you actually surround yourself with someone else, there's room for you both to win. Uh, I'll make it very clear that even with uh, being so proud to be a part of Breakfast of Champions here, you know, I remember um, thinking back not too long ago, if I got my coffee shop music studio, the 77 million, everything that I put out there on my YouTube channel, so, you know, dominating before, you know, I'm going to do it, whatever it takes, right? Then I got so cleared on who do I align myself with, right? You know, who, who am I going to go there with? And, uh, you know, I, I decided I was going to do it with my younger brother and bring him up uh, with me. And he always gets mad about me saying that because I have to do it myself. I'm like, yeah, no. But, like, I, I have a lot of energy. And now I'm like, well, I can do it for everybody, man. I, I can bring up everybody with me. You know, those who don't have a voice, we could all win together. There's a guy, Bobby Castro, I saw at one of the events I was at. And he's like, you can all win. Everybody can win. We can all win together. I believe everybody can if you can. And although God made us all different, we all have different, you know, abilities and different uh, strengths and, and different things that keep us back from it, you know, um, you know, different flaws. You know, not one of us is as strong as all of us. And, you know, I, I think I think back to when me and my brother did a morning show on here right before Breakfast of Champions came out. Glenn was still doing Rise and Grind long before this, but um, you know, I, I remember being like, yeah, I want to wake up in the morning and be around like-minded people. Like if I can do that, then I, then I can conquer the world. Right. And, uh, you know, I just think winning with Glenn, right. With everything he's built up with us all winning together, right. With his servant leadership, right. Is, is just a perfect way to actually say that even at the Olympics at a point where it's, you know, people do everything. I know a few people who are, you know, in the Olympics and just what they have to go through to get to that level to then go up there. Hey, you know, we, we can, we can split a medal, um, really shows how much, how much humility it is that, Hey, you know, it's not about all about, you know, me, it's, it's about us, right. It's about what we can accomplish together. And, you know, I think that's a great, uh, great reminder because I think a lot of times for me, even, you know, I have to check myself or people will check me, right. Cause I'll just be going so fast. But, um, I do think that's exactly where you need to be. You need to be like, Hey, what about us? Who are we with? And how can we win together? And I think when you do that, if, if the Olympics can do it, then we sure as heck can do it. So thank you, Joy, for sharing that. And you made a great point when you said we win. The fact that they didn't have to split anything. They both walked away with gold. And I think in business sometimes and in friendship or other areas of competition, we think that we have to split it with somebody else or that someone else has to win when there's really room for us all. So when you said we win, it's like I didn't just split with anybody. We both end up with gold and that you end up making history. So love that share, Jeff. Anyone else want to tap in? I see Dakota, you and Mike would love to hear from you. Love your photo with Glenn. Y'all look like rock stars. How has your competition brought out the best in you, my dear? I don't. I can't bring it. I think it's um. Can you hear me? You're breaking up just a little yeah. bit, but go for uh, it. This should be better. Yeah. So I love being from the real estate world myself. One of my best friends is one of the other top agents in my territory, and we. I mean, it's funny because people at the gym they see us working out together, and they're like, "Shouldn't you guys be like enemies or something?" And I mean, we put deals together behind the scenes, you know, if I have a listing coming up and it's not signed up, I have no problem calling him up and asking for his opinion. I don't fear he's going to run over and steal it from me. You know what I mean? And I feel in this community, 
those of us that do get along and try to play together and like um, Jeff was just saying, surround yourself with the like-minded and like-minded people, we can help each other out. You know? Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. I, I want to work with other agents that I know can get to the finish line and we can get there together. Again, it's not a competition, but I think the more we work together, in these fields and stop trying to make it that competition and cutthroat, um, you know, in all sorts of sales and just life in general. I, I love that message. And yeah, we can all actually grow better, you know, working together as opposed to really just trying to, to fight each other every step of the way. And in this market, everyone's trying to throw hands um, for their clients. <laughs> yes. Trust me. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's interesting when you can literally lead with love saying, hey, like, what can I do to make this easier that both of our clients end up at the closing table and they all end up with raving fans of you that just turns into repeat business. So I think there's just something that is character building when you are thrown into the fire that says, hey, both buyer and seller can win um in the end so love that dakota so exactly. glad that you're Thanks. here absolutely who else wants to share i see dr Rowe and dr sean and we'll definitely want to get to coach isaac as well so good morning dr Rowe. good morning lovely joy how are you i love when you call me lovely joy by the way but continue <laughs> <laughs> you're funny um wonderful so when i think about competition i immediately correlate it to like management when you do a SWOT analysis and you think man you know what is my competition doing how can i remain number one alongside them but what happens often and dr janey touched on it is that jealousy may set in and we know that that's rottenness to the bones so when that happens all we do is think of creative ways that we can do similar things that that competition is doing that fits us best. I brings to mind uh, Simon Sinek. We know him as a guru in the management field and other aspects that he's done. Now we call him saying, when I you know uh, had my speaking engagements and my books, and this book was number one over mine. He said I was fuming at first, and so he just decided to call up his competition. Hey, what are you doing? And how did you do this? And they both collaborated and they're the best of friends now. So they shed that jealousy and began to be creative with their messages, started to collaborate and work together to do a competitive analysis of how they can remain on top together. So no matter if we're in business to personal life, when we do that and shed that jealousy and continue to strive for the best in each other and seeing the best, that's when the competition shines for everyone, not just ourselves. With that, I'm Dr. Rowe. Thank you so much, Joy. Have a wonderful rest of this segment. And y'all, here's a life tip that jealousy ages us all, so just don't do it. That should just be bedrock rule number one. And I love Simon Sinek because, you know, when you start with why, sometimes you're like, hey, we're all in the same space, but what do you do differently? And how is that surrounded by not just what you do, but why you do it? And I think that changes the absolute playing field. So love that, Dr. Rowe. Dr. Sean, all the doctors in the house. Good morning, friend. I was wondering if we could go to Coach Isaac first, because what I was going to say had a little to do with something he told me about his experience. 
and I don't want to step on him. So if we go to him first, I would appreciate it. I don't want you to step on Coach Isaac either. So, Coach, if you're there, go for it, and then we'll go to back to Dr. Sean. He's yelling at me. Look at it. He's looking at me, and he's yelling at me. Sean, you're <laughs> hilarious, man. Thank you, though, because I kind of I'm kind of stepping out. But anyways, um, I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to, to, to be back at the table just to listen a little bit. But, Joy, this, what you said earlier, um, no one can do what you do better than you do it. I think that's the key right there in understanding that everybody can win. You know, if you already approach something, when it's competition or whatever it is, if there's other people in your space, other people in your field, but you got to understand that you already have your reward. You already were born with it, right? God put the gift in you. And like you said, no one can do what you do better than you do it. So that right there is your reward off the top. Off the top, that's your reward. You already got it. When I was, when I was, I think it was 2010, it was my second year out here playing. And they brought in, so out here in Canada, there's only a certain amount of spots on the roster for American players. And at each position, it breaks down from there. So there was already two American uh, veterans who are Hall of Famers, right, in front of me. And then there was me. And then there was these other four American linebackers that they brought in so guess whose spot they were competing for not the hall of famers they were competing for my spot right so the way i approached that in training camp i already got my reward that's not meaning i have my spot on the team already because that's not true what i meant by that i already have my reward is that i'm confident and i'm secure in my abilities so they're no threat to me they were no threat to me so what did i do i taught them everything i knew I taught them every single thing I knew. I basically showed them how to take my spot. And when it came at the end of training camp and it was cut down day, I was the one still here. They were gone. But it wasn't a thing of, of happiness that they got cut. It was just a thing that I stood in my integrity. I stood in my confidence and my understanding that I already had my reward. They weren't really competition to me. They were just uh, something that could help me along the journey to make the journey better. So when you when you come up in competition or you're doing whatever in, in, in my field as a strength and conditioning coach, everything is competition. There's so many coaches that don't want to tell the other guy from another team what they're doing with their players. But is it about you and your program or is it about the players you're coaching? Right. I'm willing to share anything. One of the greatest strength coaches that I think is out here. His name's Cal Dietz. He shares every single thing he knows. He shares everything he knows. And I think that's just a testament to his confidence as a coach. So when it comes to can everybody win, can we have two goals, is your, is your competition bringing out the best of you? Well, I think you got to look at yourself first and say, are you confident in your abilities? And do you really understand that you already have your reward? So the competition is really no threat to you. Whether you think you win or lose, that's, that's up to everybody else. But at the end of the day, when you look in the mirror, are you confident? Do you know you have your reward already? So then when competition comes, you just use them to sharpen your journey. That's all I got. Got to get back in the gym. Get back in the gym. I think you need to make a T-shirt line that says the rewards are to yours or something. I think that would be incredible, and I would definitely buy it. So, I mean, I think it was Hannah Eve last week that shared that, you know, sometimes it's best to put your best work out there for free. 
And I think people don't realize that when you just have a giving spirit that you know that, hey, the reward's already yours. I mean, the Bible talks about that your gifts will always make room for you. And that's something that my parents told me and my six siblings our entire life. And sure enough, like in every single way, your gifts have made room for you that nobody else can, you know, sign for your packages. So love that share, Coach Isaac. Dr. Sean, are you back? I was always here and I knew what he was going to say. That's why I wanted to, him to <laughs> go first. So uh, I just want to sort of go along with what coach said and say that, you know, I, at, at this point, I'm a brick and mortar person. I think Janie and I have talked about being very, with some of the few brick and mortar people on this stage sometimes. And if 10% of the population of my small city showed up here, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. So there really is no competition for people. What there is is really a competition within yourself to do the right thing, stay in integrity, and be who you are, and teach those that are not doing that to do it the way you think it should be done. I'm not saying I'd always do things right or I've never never made mistakes, but I've learned from those mistakes. How best to sort of get to the point where I'm at right now where I don't see them as competition because we're going to, I'm going to attract who I attract. They're going to attract who they attract and we're, they're not the same patient, whether they have the same problem or not. So that's what I wanted to add to coaches, non-competition and sharing what you know, because in the end, if you're going to get cut, you're going to get cut. Right, coach. I love what you just shared of walking in integrity. And I think when you do that, everybody eats, period. You know, like, hey, there's tons of chiropractors in town. But again, people come to you for what you bring to the table, literally and figuratively. Cracking necks. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Let's see. Would love to hear from those that are at the bottom of our breakfast table. Kayvon's here. Haven't seen you in a while, friend. We're talking about how your competition has brought out the best in you. We shared a story from the Olympics, how these two high jumpers basically decided to share the gold and this idea that there's room for two golds, there's room for all of us to win, there's room for all of us to succeed. So if you're really just joining the conversation, we are halfway through the seven o'clock hour and this has been such an amazing conversation be for, be sure to ping your friends in would love for them to join in as well this room always leaves you with education motivation inspiration again we're here every day from monday through friday 5 to 11 a.m also on saturday and sunday for club 111 so we're going to keep the conversation rolling and be sure to follow the club you don't want to miss out on conversations like this as well. So Kayvon, if you're here, would love to hear your perspective of how your competition has really brought out the best in you, if you're available. Hey, Joy. Hey, Joy. It's been a minute. I know. Oh. It's like, oh my gosh, my dude has arrived. <laughs> so glad to see your face. Good morning to you and good morning to everybody else. Um, yeah, it's funny because like, I've literally been sort of meditating this week and we're, you know, we're kicking off August, uh, new month, and, you know, we're coming to the end of the year. And uh, we're, we're, you know, we're talking about being champions, right? And and you think about what it takes to really be on top of that that medal stand, and you really can't be looking to your left and right. Um, I'm sure someone already said this, but when you're in the gym and 
Coach Isaac might have said this because I popped it when he was speaking. Like, you're literally like Kobe Bryant. And somebody was speaking about that yesterday where he just, like, in the gym at 3 a.m. Um, when you when it comes to the abundance mindset, there's always more space because there's only three on that metal stand. But I feel like when it comes to the value offered to the rest of the world and, 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 and time to get more trophies, you can spread that across to other people, right? I think when we have our moments, we have our moments. But when it's someone else to have that moment as well, we don't have to be greedy because there's always that time for there's always more time for us to get those moments back, right? Um, and to share in that in that in that sort of glory. So the more we give, and that's why I'm on the stage. You know, I've I've never wanted to give more than this past year because I realized that there's more to give in life um, and not to just snatch things up. But I'll, I'll be brief, but just wanted to say, yeah, there's, there's always space at the podium. You know, they, they make it seem like there's only one, one spot, but you could always, you know, add somebody else. You could carry somebody else along with you. Um, and, you know, let's continue to do that as we, as we go forward this year. Kayvon and I'm done speaking. Yes. The more we give, the more we all win. So thank you so much for being here, Kayvon. It's so good to see you, my friend. Who else would like to share? This has been such an incredible conversation. We're just going to keep it rocking and rolling. I see Tosh flashing your mic. And I think I saw Tamara and Sarah up top as well. So I'd love to get to both of you ladies. So good morning. Hey, Joy. Thank you so much for the opportunity to speak. Yeah, this particular segment, it's absolutely beautiful. I didn't even know about the... Uh, the Olympic news because I don't watch the news. I think like a couple of people don't. Um, it's been I think the last time was at the beginning of the pandemic is when I, I last watched the news. So I had to quickly Google the high jumpers who decided to share the gold. So that's absolutely brilliant to bring that up. So yeah, brilliant uh, segment. It just brings me to the memory with this particular competition memory. I I started off with a it's, it's a bad memory so to speak, but it it ends up now having learned from on what I've learned in the past. I There's a, a friend who approached me a few years ago. It's about seven, eight, seven years ago to start a cleaning business. So I thought, I've never done any cleaning business. I don't know how it works. So she just said, you know, it's easy. We just buy products and we start cleaning people's homes and then we progress to commercials. Um, so we did that. I joined forces and we started doing that. I thought, okay, let me try out and see. It was the most difficult job I've ever done in my life. But I thought, you know what? If you want to do something right, best to do it yourself and learn before you teach someone else. I'm a believer in that. Before you show someone else how to do it, you need to do it, do it yourself. So then I think three months into us working as a business, business partners, um, she decided she she wants out. She left and left me on my own. And because I'm not, I'm not a quitter, I, we've already got clients. I decided to carry on. And next thing I know, I'm approaching. I'm going to one of the clients' homes um, with a new person to have been joined the business. She said, "Oh, your friend um, is is cleaning for me now." And I was just completely shocked, you know. Then found out that there were other clients that she decided to go behind my back and take them. So I was just shocked. I didn't approach her. I was just, you know, I didn't expect that. And that was the first one as a business partner. Then the second point was when um, another friend who wasn't very close, she was a cleaner herself, just doing private cleaning. Um, she came and joined me. 
and then I gave her clients and you know how this is going to end up, ended up taking probably about, about six clients um, with her. I just, I almost gave up on the whole thing, but I just carried on. I thought, you know, God, I don't know what I'm learning from this, but this is, it's not fair. I think I remember crying the second time. This is not fair, but I just carried on. Uh, but, you know, fast forward now, I'm not doing the cleaning business anymore, especially after the pandemic, because each client is at home and, you know, decided not to do that. Um, doing digital marketing. Um, I've learned so much that just like a few people have shared, it's not about competition. It's just you have to come from uh, integrity mm -hmm. and being yourself. So now, although there are other digital marketers, I work with them. We collaborate. We, we network together. We, we've got different strong points and we can, we can you know, I can do this part of the digital market and you can do this part. Okay, we can do this together. And they bring some clients that I'm, I've got my strong points and vice versa. So yes, this, this whole journey has taught me so much and there's no point in com, uh, competing, com, 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 competing, rather. And like Dr. said, Dr. Sean, you know, you learn so much from the mistakes and they make you stronger. And you just doesn't mean that you have to retaliate or uh, or just be angry about what's happened to you. You just learn from it and 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 just keep going. So thank you so much for this segment and uh, just brought back those memories that I wanted to share with you guys. Thank you so much, Joy. I appreciate this. Absolutely, Tosh. And what you said is there's enough to go around for everybody. And honestly, you couldn't have cleaned all of those either homes or buildings by yourself anyway. So did you even lose? So I think when we look at life that way of saying, I can't even, I can't even hold all of this in my hands, very much so in the lane that I'm in of like, I can't keep all the clients. I can't do all the things all the time. And sometimes when we just release that and just live in this idea that scarcity doesn't look good on any of us, just like jealousy, and you wouldn't want to have that load um, on your shoulders anyway. So wish people the best of success. And again, there is room for both of you in the same space. So love that share. We're gonna go to Tamara and then Sarah McCord. So good. This conversation is awesome, Joy. Thank you. And definitely in um, correlation to the Olympics, it's been really fun to see so much that has transpired. And I think as everyone was saying, it's kind of this culmination of the understanding that competition and even success are both relative con conversations. And it's less about the win. It's less about the goal because even the goal has different meanings to different people. And so I think if we if we look through the lens of love and we look through the lens of relationship building and better together, right, we understand that all um, everything that we do has that element of rise when we link up is is asking the question to what you would perceive as the competition what does a win look like for you what does success look like to you what does that gold mean to you because my version of success is different than joy's version of success if we were in the exact same lane if we had the exact same name if we did lived in the exact same city i would still go home at the end of the night analyzing my day differently than her. And so I think it's so important for us to get deep into the conversation and actually build the relationship and realize that ultimately everyone does thrive together because without that other lens of perspective, I cannot even do what I'm meant to do. And that's why what has 
taken place with Breakfast with Champions, Rise and Grind, everything that Lynn has cultivated is this understanding of I see you and your being seen is exactly why you have to show up because it all matters together. We're a grandiose puzzle and all of us are the puzzle pieces and every single one has to be in position for us to understand and for God's true understanding of the kingdom to come into play. So don't look at it like competition, look at it like an opportunity for relationship. You know how I feel about relationship building and I can't wait to hug your neck in Virginia in a couple months to Tamara. So then we'll just like flood the whole stage with like Tamara pictures with everyone <laughs> who's going to be in attendance. And I really can't wait. <laughs> Some things Sarah are more brewing. Before. Some things are bro brewing. I, I'm going to call you later. Okay. Call me. Call me, call me, call me. Sarah, good morning. How has your competition made you better, my dear? Good morning, Joy. I love your segments, and I can't wait for a Tamara takeover. I'm here for it. I might have to get in on that. Um, you know, what I think is that I actually think that the bigger the project that you work on, the more exciting, the more that you need your competition to come in as partners. Um, you know, I think about, for example, at this at the consortium, we I invited so many communication pros who I love that by the time it was my time to speak, I was like, Y'all, I can't even talk on my plan communication talk right now because so many people already killed it because I invited so many people in the same space who are so brilliant. Um, you know, Nisha, for example, who just joined the stage, she's in communications as well. You know, her and Brad were talking about how we can work together. I mean, a number of pros who I've met who when you find someone who's in your universe, as you said, Joy, they do something slightly different from you but similar and they're really good, you want to pull those people closer. You want to say, is there a project that we can collaborate on together because you bring the best of what you do you know, in your lane, I bring the best of what I do in my lane, and together, right, we can take over the world. So I think when you see your competitors, it's like they always say if you're playing, you know, if you're playing a sport, like you were saying, you want to play with someone who's better than you because they're going to lift your game. You find those people who are competing with you, and you see how you can collaborate. This is Sarah. I'm done speaking. So good, Sarah. And I think to your point, that takes confidence. That takes confidence in what you do, what you know, what you bring to the table, what you can edify others where they are strong that might complement your weaknesses and you put both of them together and you end up walking away with an incredible event because everybody brought their A game. So partnership, partnership, partnership is how you end up with two golds as well. So I'm going to open the hand raising. Would love to hear from our friends on the other side of the breakfast table as well. Um, Kimberly King, I see you flashing your mic. So if you want to go while I open up the hand raising, would love to hear from you. And I will just tell you, Kimberly, I saw a picture of you and I was like, who is this smoke show? Um, bringing all the heat in New York. So I was like, okay, Kimberly King, I see you girlfriend. So would love to hear your perspective. You always bring just such great shares. So good morning, my friend. Good morning, Joy. And I'm uh, days away from being back in uh, Charlotte with you, girlfriend. So I'm looking That's forward. Funny. Oh, my gosh. We're, we're going to be in the house, girl. Um, and this is one of my favorite topics. Um, my, um, my life's work actually is around collaboration, co-creation, and partnership. It's how I have both made my living, but it's also how I build my life. And I learn a lot about us humans um, because I'm always in a multi-stakeholder scenario where I learn um, how we meet these edges of competition, collaboration, and a word that some of us use called co-opetition. 
You have a tremendous opportunity to reinvent your dealership today, right now, and to not take advantage of it would mean that everything that you just went through and are going through was in vain. How about instead we build something new like Kevin did in Virginia who was up 37% in April or Mike in Wyoming who was up 90% in April or Bob in Kentucky who broke a 60 year record this past January. All of these dealers join the 800% club and together we continue to win. Listen, I've done this before. I've helped build a monster dealership from the inside out and now I want to build one with you, you and your team deserve it. So look, the time is now. It's time for you to protect your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com to learn more. When you do both by design. And, you know, when I began to enter this arena um, early in my career, actually, I started with a group of declared competitors. None of these organizations and companies um, were friends or friendly. And outside of the arena that we created, they were competition. And it was in the financial services arena, um, each of them working in different silos. But what I learned, first of all, is that the magic is a vision, a goal, a purpose that is greater than any one of us whether it's individuals or organizations, that when that takes center, when that compass, that true north point, pulls us all forward, then the things that were dividing us becomes the things that unite us and we see how much we need each other to achieve the grand goal, the grand purpose. And, uh, and it's a lot more exciting because now instead of seeing a scarcity pie, we see uh, a true prosperity, a true abundance, and the possibility of how we can multiply together. That approach, that thinking, and that way of doing business um, in my own life has generated millions of dollars, and in the business arenas that I'm in has generated billions of dollars. So it's not only about playing nice in the sandbox and meeting each other with generosity and possibility, but it is also a, a strategic way of doing business. And a win-win-win mindset, a win-win-win economy is a real thing. And it makes my heart sing to do it that way. It's not easier. It's not faster. But it is better. And that proverb about going fast, go alone. Absolutely. Go far, go together. Absolutely. This is Kimberly King. I'm done speaking. Kimberly King just dropped the mic. Boop. No, you said coopetition. I took so many notes. The magic yes, is a bigger goal. Keep that North Star center. We need each other, and it's a lot more exciting that way. I think sometimes when we're constantly hustling against each other, it takes the joy out of it all. But I think when you can come together, it does make things more exciting in your scarcity pie. Um, I love that. Meet each other with generosity and possibility. That's what helps us go far. Don't go alone. So thank you, Kimberly. You always bring such fire. Love you, friend. And I can't wait to see you hug your neck in Charlotte soon. I brought up Esther and Mitra. I would love to hear from both of you how your competition has made you stronger. Um, so Esther, good morning. 
and tell me where your um where your flag is from sure hey good morning um yeah this is esther uh so the flag you see is from tanzania however i'm currently habiting um ireland uh to answer the question as to how has competition helped me i feel like competition you know it you know definitely if you want to go far you know and you want to um you know reach places you have to go together but i feel like how competition has made me better is it's made me you know think outside the box because obviously if you know if someone is doing something which you're also doing you're gonna want to see okay is there any openings is there something which i can do better than them perhaps a unique idea or you know just a unique take i can take to you know to make myself stand out so uh competition is definitely great for innovation um and of course when you know you're competing um against something or somebody else or a different company and you're working with a team it's just gonna enable limitless possibilities so that's my take this is esther i yield mike love it esther and thank you friends for helping me put my flag on my picture too now i'm so curious where everybody's from so i might start just like calling you out if i don't see anything other than an american flag so she said from tanzania to ireland amazing share think outside the box unique ideas and takes that's where innovation and teamwork can take you farther so beautiful share esther so glad that you're here my dear mitra good morning how has competition made you better girlfriend good morning everyone i have always been one of those unfortunate souls that decided to go fast and i was never a team player until recently where i discovered uh, it is so true that you can go so much farther with teams and there is really no competition per se it's just working together so i'm just learning that and my whole world has opened up and i am collaborating with several people um, from different walks of life trying to expand my world um, to do things i never thought possible actually even though i thought i had accomplished a lot now i realize how little i have accomplished compared to what i'm able to do so this room this topic is very very interesting to me thank you Mitra, I'll tell you, you are not alone for starters. And I guarantee you that unlearning is a part of the process because you said, hey, I went too fast. And then you're like, oh, let me check myself. We can all go fast, some of us. And but you realize part of that journey is when you go together, it just sweetens the whole pot. So find you some friends that you can link arms with, maybe even in the same space. I've heard so many shares this morning about just the collaborative nature of saying, hey, like we share a space, there's room for all of us to shine. How can we sharpen each other with what we all bring to the table? And I think sometimes making those pivots to just being in a better space and bringing each other along with us. I've heard for years how much people are like, oh, it's lonely at the top. And I'm such against that. <laughs> where I'm like, it doesn't have to be lonely at the top if you help somebody else get there, if you're there together, and that is what makes life super joyful. So love that share, Mitra. I thought I saw, ooh, Dora Maria, I see you blinking, would love to hear your perspective, and then I'll bring a couple more people up as well. So go for it. 
Awesome. Good morning, champions. Um, and I would say that competition for me has just always helped for me to up-level myself, like audit myself. Like, what am I doing? What can I do better? What can I do better than yesterday? How can I evolve into that better, stronger um, individual, right? And how am I showing up? So when I look at competition, I, the only competition that I see it usually is what was I yesterday and what can I up-level for it today? So it helps me to audit myself and then just push myself further. Um, and that's how I see competition. Thank you, Joy. It's the self-audit for me. It really is just awareness <laughs> more than anything. We were like, hey, what could I be doing differently? What could I be doing better? And I love how you said that's how we all up-level. Because when you see someone else doing something great, you're like, wow, I can imitate that. Or I can show up in that way. And then it just helps you in your business and your friendships and your life. And perfect, perfect share, Dora Maria. I brought up Heather. Would love to hear your perspective, Heather, on how your competition has helped you become better as well. So great to have you at the table. Thank you so, so much, Joy. Um, yes, in terms of competition, I really, I get inspired. Right. So you can get you can be jealous if you're in a mindset, but you can also be inspired. And I actually discovered Glenn. I worked for a competitor of his in the automotive industry. Automotive industry is very competitive. But I will tell you, <clears throat> going to the Grow, Grow Your Business for God's Sake conference changed my life, changed my perspective, changed my um, my view on myself. You know, you can you can build others and we rise together. And I think the community that we're a part of and, and enabling one another to rise, lift one another up, celebrate for one another, that is so incredibly important in leveraging um, your own capabilities because biggest competition is myself. You know, I, I, I can compare myself to somebody else all day, but when you actually step into your greatness, into your own, um, your own abilities and level that up, you're going to rise momentum like a huge huge amount um and i've really discovered that here in the last two years or so um i'm so grateful to be a part of of rise and grind of breakfast with champions in this community in general um and continue to work together to make this a better place so i appreciate the time my name's heather Awesome, Heather. You said something so profound. You said celebrate each other. That's where the leverage lies. And I think some people are so afraid of being like, but you're my competition. What yeah. if I celebrate your wins? And I think so many people walk away realizing that like who's celebrating? Who who celebrates your wins? Maybe if they're from a different competitor because they want to know what's Heather doing differently that is moving the ball forward. And I think when we can have the grace and humility to say, wow, like I love what she's doing and it takes nothing from me to tell you that. So I always love saying, hey, catch people doing the good, catch people doing great things. And there's just something about being like, wow, there's something that she's doing that maybe if I implement in my life, in my business, I might get different results as well. So perfect share, Heather. Um, would love to go back to the top of the table. Um, I swear I saw somebody else blinking. Um, El Michelle, see you. Oh my gosh, you and Darian, I can't even handle it. Would love to hear your perspective, girlfriend. Good morning. Good morning, champions. This is El Michelle. Anyway, talking, I love what was just said. 
uh, you just said about being able to glean from somebody else. I just was in a competition. It was a five minute power talk competition. Um, and though people know me for one thing, right? On the platform, it's doing voiceovers. And some have heard me play saxophone and other things. There's always been a, a deeper reason why behind it, right? Well, come to find out that I've been waiting so many, so long to share my story as to why I love on people so much and why I care and why people say, well, why you do so much? Oh, it, it, I'm surprised that you're so humble. And I'm thinking, really? It's because most people don't know where I came from, right? Well, in the five-minute power talk competition, I ended up being the top prize winner the top prize winner and that was a $5,000 and a place as a keynote speaker and all of these things well there was a second and a third place I kept talking in the back channel before we knew what was going on with one of the other um, beautiful beautiful women um, there were three women that were the top three and we were encouraging one another and we were like, oh, you did so great, and all of these things. And what we just had a conversation on, of, about was just this very topic. She possesses such a very beautiful, some very beautiful skill for communication and telling her story. And she felt the same about me. And she said, well, if I lost to anybody, I was crossing my fingers and hoping it was you. And I said, I was thinking the same thing. And we had this beautiful conversation that we were learning from one another. But had we been bitter or competitive or uh, competitive in the spirit of, well, I wish it could have been me or, or, you know, whatever comes along with this spirit of competition that people think that, that comes with it, celebrate for somebody else we would have missed the reason for us sharing that stage together. Now we're collaborating. Now she's poured into me and I've poured even more into her. And we took down the world system of competition that says, you're not supposed to be happy at the end if you don't win the top prize. You're not supposed to talk to that person. You're not supposed to collaborate with that person. You're not supposed to, these unspoken rules, unwritten rules that rob us of beautiful relationships, beautiful relationships. And now we found out that we have so much in common, that we are so like-hearted, that we laughed about it. We laughed about the things that may have um, kept us from talking and speaking with one another. And there's another thing that I have to talk about and address concerning competition and the unhealthy side. When we don't pay attention and look past the surface of what things are that are going on or what we perceive people to be, we lose beautiful relationships as well. Because that's a silent competitive nature that says, that person may one-up me. That person may look better than me. That person may do something else better than me. And that, that's so unhealthy. I, I tell the story to somebody that there's a particular person, and I would never say the person's name ever, that I can't be in the same physical room with them or uh, a stage. 
I'm cheering you on. I've got pom-poms in my hand and my little pleated cheerleader skirt going, go, go, go. You're amazing. You're gorgeous. You're beautiful. Woo, woo. I love what you're doing. But it's not reciprocated. Why does that happen? Why does that happen? We have to find out why we can't celebrate someone who's cheering us on. And I admonish and I encourage everybody, it's a call to action. Instead of looking at the things that you can't celebrate, usually that person is a mirror of who you are. They may just be just one or two steps ahead of you, but instead, we can't celebrate them and it robs us of what, what am I supposed to learn? What am I supposed to glean and gather from this person instead of being, huh, I could do that. That could be me. No, 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 no. Find that thing that makes you look in the mirror and say, why can't I celebrate them? Why am I in silent competition with them? Because it may just be that they're a mirror for you. They're showing you a little bit of what you could be instead of competing. And I'm done. Congratulations. Snap, snap, and congratulations. I'm like, five grand. I'm like, I just need like 20 bucks. So uh, <laughs> you my, got it. My give money button is open. <laughs> no, I love what you said that silent competition will make you both sick, honestly. Um, mm -hmm. I think there might be spaces where you're like, oh, look what I'm doing and look who's watching. Or you could be like, I've been cheering you for you the whole time. And at the end of the day, it makes you both ill. So how can we all be not just silent? um competition but to let people know that like hey i see you i love what you're doing i love um i love the way that you show up i love how you do it in your own unique way and that is so special we have heard from a lot of female voices would love to hear a male's perspective if you would like to share um i'm trying to see who's on the stage here King, I saw you flash your mic. Would you like to share how your competition has made you better? We've got a couple more minutes and we'd love to hear from you. Oh, we've got two kings on the stage. The battle of the kings. What do we do? What do we do? We've got King Jaquel. And actually, I'd like to hear from Alpha Six's dad if um, you're available. King, maybe we can get to both of you, um, but haven't formally met you either. I was joking with Alpha the other day that does anybody in your household go by their government name? But it is all good. Would love to hear how your competition has made you better as well if you're available. Hey, Joy, uh, Michael Michael here on the stage. I would love to weigh in on this. Go for it. Jack came forward has increased its sales by over 136%. My name is Travis Flaherty. We have seen over 55% increase and sales. Jeremy Downing here. We finished our month off at not even a 20% increase, but a 30% increase. Hey guys, Jean Paul Gidry here. Now I've experienced massive increases of 156%, collectively 125%. My name is Kevin Strasnatter. We went an increase of 50%. 50%, we went from 50 units to 75 units. We had a 39% growth in volume. This stuff works! I'm Glenn Lundy, creator of the 800% Club. The results that we've been getting out of the 800% Club are ridiculous. Everything that you just heard all happened in the first 90 days. 
So I wanna open this up, helping more dealers across the country. We're now enrolling for 800% club members. So look, the time is now. It's time for you to protect your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com to learn more. The Kings yeah. are doing kingly business. We'd love to hear from you, Michael. Well, I, I'm a king as well. I'm a king without a crown, but um, hey, I, I appreciate this. I appreciate New York. I didn't get a chance to run in Central Park with everybody. I had to take a call, but um, a few years ago, I ran my first marathon, and I thought I was going to go out there and run it myself, and I go out and I run two blocks and two mailboxes, and I'm about to die, and the next day, I go out and try to do the same. So I go Google running shoes, I Google running club, and I realized if I'm going to do this in six months because I wanted to do it before my uh, 39th birthday, I should have given myself a year to run. I was out of shape. I was not ready to do this, but I joined a running club. And the running club, I mean, it was the mentorship, the coaching. I knew they were going to be knocking on my door at 5 a.m. if I didn't show up for the morning runs in the 20-degree weather. And those long runs of 18 and 20 miles, there's no way – I could have done them on my own, and uh, I think I think one of the most rewarding things and humbling things was uh, the last three miles to cross that finish line on the 26-mile marathon was the 70 and 75-year-old guys that were passing me up yeah. on those last three miles. It was just so encouraging to me. I didn't take it as a put-down. I just took it as I'm aspiring to be these guys because I gotten to know them. I got to know their stories. And that's what I love. That's what I loved about New York, meeting everyone, seeing everyone, seeing Renee do her thing with the fashion show, uh, having dinner with TM and just meeting so many amazing people, core element. Uh, it was phenomenal. And so with that, um, I just keep running and I'm always, I'm, I'm seldom the lead dog. I, as a kid, I always wanted to be the lead dog. Um, but it's lonely being the lead dog, and uh, I'd rather go together, and that's why I'm here. And uh, Glenn Lundy and everybody on this stage, it was great meeting all of you. And uh, this is Michael. I'm signing off. I'm complete. Just keep running, and you don't have to always be the leader of the pack because it is more fun to do everything together because you realize that everybody showed up, and maybe they're not the fastest or – you know, the perfect runner with the perfect shoes and the perfect time, but you all decided to show up anyway and you make each other better. So thank you so much for being here. Y'all, this has been an incredible conversation. Thank you so much for for showing up. I just want to leave you with this, that whether you are sharing a stage, sharing a space, sharing the shine, just remember you can always share two golds. So go be great today. We're passing the mic off to the incredible Trevor and Dr. Rowe. We'll see you guys next Tuesday. Make it a good one. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and joy. Wow, what an amazing segment. Uh, if I can get everybody to do me a big favor and unmute your mic and give joy a big yay, yay for that segment. It was Guys. great. I, I was learning, getting all the lessons behind the scenes, all the lessons. And I'm, I, I got a quick story on you know friendly competition and stuff like that. So I'm in financial services, and uh, one of the younger advisors in the firm, uh, he's on my unit. Um, you know he came to me and was asking for some guidance, and um, you know so I, I showed him a certain talk, uh, like a whiteboard talk, and and um, it ended up helping him to 
end up beating me, and uh, which was so cool. It was awesome. I just absolutely loved it, and I was able to hand him the trophy, and um, it was just one of those moments where I know I was more proud of being able to hand over that trophy than I ever would have been had I won the trophy myself. So it was just one of those moments where lifting other people up um, will give you more joy in the end than, you know, taking home the trophy for yourself. Um, but we all win together, right? He's on my unit. So it was awesome. It was a great, great, great moment. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and do this. I'm going to reset the room in here. Good morning, good morning, good morning. My name is Trevor Houston, and this is Breakfast with Champions, the Millionaire Breakfast Club. And we're live every Monday through Saturday, 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And this is your opportunity to get a seat at the table with those going the places you know you can go and doing the things you know you can do. Now, we don't see this with a clubhouse divider with a stage on top and an audience down below. No, no, no. Instead, we look at this as the world's largest breakfast table full of motivation, education, inspiration, and even a friendly competition with the positive intention of pushing your momentum in the right direction. Now, listen. We never want you to leave this room empty-handed, so you can go download The Morning 5 free ebook, ebook at themorning5.com. Now, you're tuning in to the Who You Know and Dr. Rowe Show segment. Good morning, Dr. Rowe. Who do you know today? Good morning, Trevor. So excited to be here and so excited to tell you all about who I know, and that is the amazing Marquise Martin King. He has such a gamut of skills. Not only is he a social entrepreneur, he's a certified wellness consultant. He's a master trainer. You can tell by his profile picture. He's a coach, a business entrepreneur, an author, keynote speaker, and also a professional actor. Let's welcome Martin or Marquise Martin Hayes. Hi, Marquise. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Breakfast with Champions. Good morning, Dr. Rowe. How are you this morning? I am absolutely fabulous. Now, we know that you're a master of many gifts, and you've honed all of these talents into one umbrella of being called the Inspiration Architect. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. Dr. Rowe, if I may, may I do something really quick? I'd like to make a quick acknowledgement to you. Thank you. Mr. Glenn Lundy, thank you. And my sister, Trust, thank you. I appreciate all of you because that is why I'm here today. There's something we all have in common. But to answer your question, Dr. Robot, how did I come up with the idea of the umbrella of the inspiration architect? For me, it's really simple. Because I do so many things that all center around people, I didn't know how to describe it so that it made sense to the average person. But when I talk about being an inspiration architect, I help people construct pathways to be inspired within themselves to live their path, to live their life, to live their dream. And so what that looks like for me is emotionally, as a coach, I connect and empower. I'm a great listener. I've had some training in that area. Mentally, as a coach as well, fortified. I grew up as an Amway baby and leadership development has been in my life as long as I can remember all the way back to Edward Lewis Cole building uh, books as well as physically. And as a wellness coach and nutrition coach, I've helped people lose weight and feel better. But the purpose for everything that I do is so that the individual can show up and be their own competition and get better. 
That's awesome. So amazing. And what has been the greatest lessons you've actually learned as a professional actor? Be present. Being present is a thing that separates everything else. My brother is on here, King, and he's an actor as well. One of the things he taught me was you can never show up in the room desperate. You can never show up needing it to happen as if your whole life was dependent upon that moment. But you can show up in the room and be present. And the idea of being present has allowed me as an actor to secure opportunities that I didn't foresee coming before. As a matter of fact, quick story. I remember one time there, I live in Chicago. I remember heading to an audition and I was coming from some meeting or whatever it was. It was hot. I was in this, I had switched down to shorts, but I knew for this role, I needed to dress up. Well, if you've ever been to Chicago, you can imagine downtown parking. It's pretty crazy. When I got downtown, I couldn't find parking right away. So I had a choice, either look for more parking or make the audition on time. That's where I rolled up in the audition. I had on shorts, flip-flops, and a t-shirt, which showed zero desperation, and I booked the gig. That was one of those breaking moments for me that helped me realize it's all about being present. All the other things, all the looks, the feel, all that is nice and appropriate. But if I'm present in the moment, I'll know what to do and how to show up. I know what to do, how to be, and how to show up. Marquise, Trevor Houston here. Yeah, I love what you just said, being present and uh, not having that desperation. I mean, I think that translates in so many areas in sales and business, you know, in acting, like you said, it helped you to, to land the gig. Um, I help job seekers uh, and it helps them in their interviews, you know, when they don't go into it with desperation, if they go in there with, you know, um, being confident. And so, uh, yeah, I absolutely love what you're saying. And I also got to say something as well, acting like, for those of you in the audience that don't know how tough acting is, go try to like record some videos and like read a script and then come off and watch your own video and see how scripted you sound. <laughs> I just did one yesterday. I recorded a video and it was awful. <laughs> and so I got to I got to take my hat off to you, Marquise. Like like acting is tough, man. It is. It is tough. And what's what's interesting, Trevor, is that I work for another company I, I contract with, and we teach people how to communicate using intention-based skills based in acting. So we teach people how to communicate effectively and how to get present in the moment. But you're exactly right. It requires pure authenticity. One of the greatest books that I've read around acting uh, is The Chubbuck Method, which many have used as a life lesson beyond acting because it's so much greater. But it talks about getting present really being sincere in the moment. And you're right. We've all seen those movies where we're looking, we're thinking, you're trying too hard. You're not acting because acting requires us being present. Absolutely. So tell us, Marquise, what is your dream acting role? Oh, that's easy. Any role of Will Smith or Denzel Washington. Well, we declare it. It's going to happen. I'll take it. (laughs) I'll take it. Why those two? I mean, obviously, be- they're legends, right? But, you know, yes. what specifically? I'm glad you asked. So Denzel, obviously, legend, hands down, solid, very disciplined. And him being so disciplined intrigues me the most. I, I remember hearing about from my brother again when he was on set with Denzel at one point, And he said that every time Denzel came off of set as it relates to being in front of the camera, he didn't look at anyone. 
he looked at his script and sat there and continued practicing his line. So that level of discipline, discipline with him being a thespian inspires me. Will Smith, versatility. The guy can be anybody in any moment because he's so dedicated to the craft. And to me, that's super fascinating. That's incredible. Yes. And we do declare it. I know for sure you are going to be on those stages. So we just will be watching and remember all of us little people. Okay. Uh, we're all in here together. <laughs> we are all in here together. What are some, Make it to your paying attention. What yes. are some tips you may give a guy like me? Like uh, literally yesterday I was, uh, I wrote out a, a video script, right? And I'm writing out this script. And so, and, uh, and then I got I even have a teleprompter in the whole nine. Right. And, uh, you do it a couple of times and then I watch the video back and I'm like, man, I just sound scripted. Right. Like, I'm like, I don't sound like myself. So what would maybe you, uh, some pointers or some tips you would give to a guy like me who's trying to, trying to make a video. <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. So think about your audience, what you're making your video for is for somebody else. Right. So everything you do is for someone else, no matter if it's video, whether it's sales, it's always for someone else. And if you are focused on the, the famous acronym with them, what's in it for me, meaning that's what the audience is thinking. And you take that as the focus mixed with how you want them to feel about it, you'll naturally show up the way you're supposed to. What happens when we don't show up the way we need to is we're, we're more thinking about what's happening inside of us, our internal state of absent of the necessity to be connected to our audience. When we're aware of our audience, we are shifting and adjust, and then we think about how we want them to feel, and all of a sudden, the vocals will change, the pitch will shift, you might even slow it down, because you're thinking about the audience, and then you're able to deliver. Mm, that's solid. That is solid. I like that. Yeah, I'm just sitting there reading this, uh, you know, teleprompter, just trying to read it, and it just, it didn't come off authentic, you know? So I like that. That's good advice. Just kind of internally think about the audience instead of maybe, you know, thinking about the words necessarily, just think about the audience and that will help me to deliver with better pitch, slow it down uh, in certain areas and really deliver it the way it, it should be. Yeah. It, Trevor, the more, the more you, again, just really quick, what do you want them to think? What do you want them to do? What do you want them to feel? And that being your focus, you'll show up. I guarantee it. Great tip. I like that. Yes. And Marquise, when did you realize that you wanted to also become an author? Great question. So at the end of the day, Dr. Rowe, who I am as a person really is it's actually very simple. I, I have a, the deepest desire to empower others to discover how amazing they already are. That's my connection to Glenn creating a space for others to show up. Like that's just who I am. And the reason I do that is because I believe that when people show up without need, fully present in themselves, then the gift that they have will benefit my life. And when I do the same, it'll benefit their life. So I went into coaching. As I said earlier, I grew up in leadership development. It was just part of my training. I remember my, I always say this, my father didn't let us listen to the car radio. It just wasn't an option. We listened to tapes, Les Brown, Evan Lewis Cole, Zig Ziglar, all those guys about how to overcome. So I began working with coaching clients. Now, mind you, I just told you a little bit about the background. This is at 13 and 14 years old. And I had to write one page reports or paragraphs about what the book meant to me. Hey, champions. Guess what? The Breakfast with Champions podcast airs live. 
every single day, 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. only on the Clubhouse app. So make sure to download Clubhouse and go check out Breakfast with Champions. You're not going to regret it. See you there. So I'm in my 20s and I'm coaching clients, actually 30s, and I'm coaching clients. And I just felt guilty coaching people for what I thought was basic information. So in order to feel authentic in my coaching practice, it was important to me that I at least got them the fundamentals. So I haphazardly wrote a book in about 45 days called Monday Again, 40 Centers for a Healthy Lifestyle. I wasn't intending for it to become something other than a tool that I would give to my clients to get them at a baseline so that we could really work together and take off. I wrote the book, had some friends edit it for me. I'm on the city transportation at that time in Chicago. I meet a guy, we just say hello. He's like, what are you up to? I'm like, oh, I just wrote a book. He says, hey, listen, my brother owns a professional studio. Why don't you come? I'll professionally record it for you so that, and I'll, I'll master and edit everything for you so that it comes out professional. Excellent. So at the same time, we were listening to, I don't know if, how many of you remember, learnoutloud.com. They were like one of the premier free audio lesson tools. And they had over 100,000 subscribers at the time or something like that. They did something called Motivational Mondays. And we had been listening to it. And my buddy says, hey, why don't you submit your audio book? And I'm thinking, why? Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. So this is September, October. I submit it. And Dr. Rowe, come January the following year, it was the 10th most downloaded book of the year prior. Three years later, it was on their all-time most downloaded list at number 62, headed by Dr. Martin Luther King, Steve Jobs, the Dalai Lama, et cetera, et cetera, and the list went on. So I wrote the book not intending to become an author. I wrote the book because it falls back in line with who I am and what I want to do in the world, and that's just empower others. And as a result, I became an author. It, became, it received some international reviews. It's been my calling card ever since. And I plan to rewrite. I have a couple other ones that I'd like to tap into also. Congratulations. That is amazing. The success of that book. And again, you said it's Monday again. And the subtitle encourages us to have healthy living. So with that, can you give us a couple of tips here on Breakfast with Champions Millionaire Club on how we can instill healthy living and a positive mindset? Absolutely. So to give a little bit of backdrop for that, Dr. O, if I may, I used to run marathons. And in doing so, you, you did, you know, you did all the training that was required. But around my fifth or sixth marathon, my fifth marathon, I went at mile 17, my body broke down in ways that I could not comprehend. I'd never experienced before. I thought, no problem. I'll try it again next year. So the following year, I trained harder. Meanwhile, a buddy had been talking to me about eating more clean, eating more raw fruits and vegetables. And I was just kind of like, whatever, I'm not really interested. The second, that, that following year, around my sixth marathon, the exact same thing happened again. And I said, okay, I'm done. I'm not living this life. I'm going to figure this thing out. I'm going to crack the code all over again. So I went back to my track days. And I decided to run a 50-mile marathon using a barefoot technique strategy, eating raw fruits and vegetables, because I want to know, does this stuff really make a difference? Now, I give you that background because everyone, not everyone, many people know it's difficult to run a marathon. It's not an easy task. And training is serious. Typically, you run three days a week and a fourth day on the, on the weekend. Well, I decided I'm going to go for everything. I'm going for broke. 
So I decided to run three days a week and two days back to back on the weekend. Dr. O, what I mean by that is on Saturday, I might run 25. On Sunday, I turn around and run 30. I did that every weekend from the second week of July all the way through October. In fact, I ran the Chicago Marathon as a training run and ran my fastest time haphazardly. As I went and ran my 50-mile race, completed it, I realized that after all those long weekends, I was always recovered and ready to run again by the following Monday. So whether I ran 30 on Saturday and 22 on Sunday, it didn't matter. By Monday morning or Monday afternoon, I could run again. That was what convinced me that, hey, there really is something to this. So a couple tips to be healthier that can make a difference in how you perform and how you show up in your life. Number one, 72% of the population is dehydrated. Get your water. It's the greatest key. We're at a minimum 70% water. How do you do that? You sip it like you sip your tea. You sip it like you sip your alcohol. You sip versus drink. Drinking is going to send it right through your body. But sipping will allow your body and your cells to absorb. What does that look like? Probably four ounces every 15 or 20 minutes. If you do that, you'll naturally reach 100 ounces during the day. It'll be easy. The second thing I would say Include more fruits and vegetables. We are energetic beings. We are spiritual beings. And I know a little bit about the Breakfast Club. You all are some believers. And if you're believers, then I go back to the Hebrew boys. They ate clean. They ate fresh. And they were stronger, wiser, smarter. That still holds true today. And then the third thing that I would say as it relates to a tip for mental wellness, as you eat and as you hydrate, eat clean, rest. Now, I heard, and I know all of you heard Dennis Waitley the other day talking about the need for rest and really taking the time to enjoy life while also grinding and doing the things that we need to do. But there is no substitute for sleep. There's no pill we can take. There's no food we can eat. There's no substitute for hydration. And there's no substitute for great food. Marquise, those are great great tips i will tell you just full transparency i need to drink some more water i drink a lot of coffee that is my <laughs> my thing but i need some more water in my in my diet for sure uh but i do like my sleep i'll tell you that much right now i like my sleep i get up early but i do go to bed early as well because i got to get my eight hours so um i want to go back to to something you were talking about just a minute ago um which is like you know, in your coaching, when you wrote your audiobook, you at first you wanted to just kind of give people a baseline and you were basically giving them the basics. And that ended up being a huge success and a huge win. Um, you know, I think oftentimes people, you know, they think they need to, you know, show people how to crack the code. But, I, you know, many times there's people out there that just don't know the basics and being able to show them the basics will help them you know, get further. So can you speak to that a little bit more? Absolutely, Trevor. Thank you. So the, the book has four chapters, four primary focuses. These are the basics. Number one, choose. We all have the power of choice. We live in a society where we're always blaming other people. I heard Tony Robbins talk about we have the swine flu, we have uh, this or that where, you know, it's the Russian flu or whatever. We are easily swayed into blaming somebody else for our work and our choices. But the reality is we all have the power of choice. And if you don't choose, that was your choice. And then you are subject to whatever's going to happen. And I can assure you 90% of the time, 
it's going to be negative. The second thing is recenter. Like, get, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? Are you on the rat on, on the on the on the wheel? Are you running the rat race? Why? What are you what are you doing? What who are you? Who are you? What is your purpose in life? The, the third thing, refresh. I just talked about that. Take time to refresh your body because as amazing as you are, you could be that much more if you were fueling your body the way it was intended. We are literally electrical beings and we stunt our own possibility by not doing so. And then the third thing is reignite. Reignite your vision and passion for life. Like, seriously, who are you? Who are you supposed to be? I'm Marquis Martin Hayes. I'm showing up on the planet and I'm empowering others to discover how amazing they are. Why? Because that dictates my choices throughout the day. Acting, it always falls into that lane. The entrepreneur th- entrepreneurship and the business that I'm working on, it falls into that lane. Why I do Thriving Thursdays and the Monday Moment videos every week? Because it falls into that lane and it helps re-inspire me so that no matter what happens, pandemic, uh, market crash, it doesn't matter because I know that within me are the tools necessary to bring it about. The benefit is I also know that I have partners and friends that have helped me along the way. Of that, one of the things you said was reignite. Okay, so I I work a lot with job seekers, and you know these people have lost their income. You know we got the pandemic going on. They're they're alone. They feel oftentimes they feel worthless or hopeless. Um, what would you say to someone like that who really is in a position where things are pretty rough to reignite? Because I know that's something that you talk about. So what would you say to someone like that to help? get that spark going again sometimes you just need a jolt what would you say to someone like that okay let me give a quick 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 side side sidetrack we got to talk later i'm working on a website right now i'm working on an entire platform designed to transform how people find work i'm literally looking to outdate linkedin and compete with indeed we'll have that conversation later let's go let's do it. it we're we're set to launch first quarter 2022 all right how do you reignite well you can't reignite until you do the other things first. You've really got to sit down and make choices instead of accepting what's coming to you. You've really got to get centered. And what I mean by centered, I explained a little bit earlier, but spend some time in prayer. Spend some time meditating. Find yourself again. Why are you here? Because otherwise you're chasing and it's going to be difficult to reignite. And then if you're sluggish, I, I, listen, when I talk about refresh, I remember being the dad, the single dad, wanting to take care of my son, falling asleep on a toddler, but not knowing why. Not knowing why. And then I learned about nutrition. I'm like, oh, I didn't have any electricity moving through my body. My body couldn't do what it needed to do. So no wonder I was a, not a deadbeat dad, but an irresponsible one, not intentionally, but because I wasn't intentionally taking care of my diet, that's what I ended up with. So in order to reignite, you've really got to get those foundational things together so you know where to go. Hopefully that answers your question. No, it definitely does. And I love how you said, you know, you got to get back where you need to be spiritually as well. Yes. Um, Sometimes, you know, I, I feel like when you hit rock bottom, you know, that's when he's closest. Yes. Right? I mean, he's always there, but that's when you're – I feel like people are receptive and open to listening when they hit rock bottom. Like, like mm-hmm. when, when things are good and things are 
you know, you know, you're working and you got all, you know, things are just going and life's just happening. You may not be as receptive to listening, but mm-hmm. when you're rock bottom, you're like, you're mm-hmm. like looking for answers, right? You're looking mm-hmm. for answers. And, and I think you're more receptive to actually hearing what they are and getting quiet. And so I, I love what you said about that. May I add one other deal? What one other yes. detail? Look within. When you're needing to reignite, you don't know where to go. Look within. When I was laid off from corporate IT and I was in IT over 30 years, number one, I knew I shouldn't have been there as long as I was. When I was laid off, it was time to go within. We often think that a job is our only answer. Sometimes you might be the person needing to create a job, but because you haven't looked within and you're relying on someone else to choose your path for you, and you're used to accepting the results that are given to you versus choosing the life that was meant for you, you don't look within. But when you start to look within, you get quiet. You'll discover you can knit. You'll discover, and this is one of my favorite ones. I remember growing up watching guys on dirt bikes thinking they're wasting their time. But now they have an Olympic sport and video games, and they're doing pretty doggone good. So look within. What do you have in your natural skill set? that can generate, or that might be a service to someone else, or that you might be able to train someone else, or that you might be able to create a whole new business that wasn't imagined. It's things like that, that we often overlook because we've not gotten quiet. That's my job. Yes, it is. I was going to say absolutely profound. Thank you for sharing that. Before I ask you another question, I'd like to say thank you first for talking to us about the water as well. I listened to you last night, drink my water and that lemon, and I feel so much better today. So thank you for that that healthy tip and for letting us know that. You uh, touched on talking about adversity and how it's necessary to pray amongst other steps to get in a better place. So tell us about a time in this journey that you've had as an actor, as uh, a wellness coach and other things that you've done where you've had adversities and, and you overcame. Oh, great, great, great. I love you. I love it that brought you brought that up because today is triumphant Tuesdays. So about 2015, things are going great. Got laid off. No problem. Rocking my juice bar. All good. Consulting other juice bars. Things are going well. It's on the up and up. Then about a year or two later, things shifted. And I found myself at only one of our juice bar locations inside of a gym. No big deal. I'll make it happen. And then the gym shifted. All of a sudden, I had to call some friends and find a place to sleep. I was never homeless. But what I discovered was I had a choice. I was at a crossroad. I either believed what I believed about what I was doing or I didn't. The I didn't meant use those IT skills to go get another gig. Pay the bills. You can make six figures. No problem. You know what you're doing. Or figure it out. And I remember it was around that time, Steve Harvey said in whatever book, I think the book was called Jump. He wrote, and I remember him, I just remember this phrase. He said, when you know what your God-given gift and desire is and vision is, sometimes you just got to jump. But when you jump, know that you're going to hit rocks on the way down. You're going to get cuts. You're going to bleed. It's a part of the process. So I just said, okay moved in and rented a room inside a friend's home. I decided it didn't matter because I believe what I believed about me. 
As a matter of fact, Dr. Miles Monroe, I heard this last year and it's changed my life forever. And it'll sum up what I'd like to try to tell you in my story. And, I, and I'll come back to it. He said that Joseph in the Bible, Joseph went before his father. and Most people know the story. He said, hey, listen, I, I, I had a dream that I'm supposed to save my family. I'm going to feed and take care of you. And he was the youngest. That doesn't happen in that culture. So they laughed at him. But his dad said, if that's what God wants, then okay. So he said, you know, he imagined Joseph went along his way. And next thing you know, he found that his brothers threw him in a pit because they were jealous and thought, who are you to say who you think you are? And as a result of that, he, then Dr. Moss Monroe went on to say, he said, I imagine, he said, I'm going to take a little liberty. I imagine Joseph said to himself, this is not what I saw in my vision. But then Dr. Moss Monroe went one step further. He said, if what you see isn't what you saw, then it's just temporary. So in that moment, Dr. Rowe, I knew that whatever decision I had to make, it would only be temporary. It would not define who I am. It would not ruin my, my vision. It would not ruin my passion. And it didn't matter what other people thought because I knew what was in my soul to do and I was willing to pay the price. I listened to the last hour. We talked a little bit about competition. I had to learn a long time ago. The only time I want to use competition other outside of myself is to pull myself up. And what I meant by that was I had to look and go, wait a minute. I'm not sleeping in my car. I have more than enough food to eat. My kids love me. I'm connected. So it's not that bad. So I used competition in the reverse aspect to help keep me going and not use it as an excuse to slow me down. So anyway, I found myself in that position working, trying to figure it out and started pulling things together. The lesson I learned during that two, two roughly three-year period was, you can do it, Marquise. You're more than capable, but you were never designed to do it by yourself. So I started working with teams. And now that I've been working with teams, all of a sudden things are happening that I didn't even imagine were occurring. I'm gonna tell you one quick example. That HR project I was just talking to Trevor about that I'm working on, I've got a COO that's out of the swirl. This COO has connections and things already set up. This COO is paying in to be a part of the company. Excellent. Anybody ever, anyone ever heard of Berkshire Hathaway? You know, Mr. Warren Buffett's company, you know, no big deal. My CFO just retired from working for him. So I'm positioned by just staying freaking humble and holding on to what I believe that I now have teams that are bringing me together that can help transform a world that I never saw possible. And I certainly didn't have the connections or the skills to pull it off. Wow. Marquise, I got to ask you. This is all so good. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Just it saying. is good, I'm loving Glenn. This. Marquise, I got a question for you um, because you 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 have a heart for that HR side and in you know helping people to get back to work and things like that. Like you said, kind of like reinventing LinkedIn kind of a deal, right? So where did that heart come from? Is it because of your experience? You know, uh, like you said, you got let go from the IT world and stuff like that, or or where does that heart come from? Glad you asked. It has nothing to do with the HR. It has to do with people. At the, end of the, at the end of the day, I'm a, hum, I'm a, human, I'm a humanist. I, I, I love humanity. I love the power of people. I, I feel like the pain in this world is because we haven't realized who we are as individuals. And I have an obligation to help heal. I watched my mom 
as a young mother try to take care of me, go through her struggles. I watch family members. I've watched friends. And I just, you know, I <laughs> here's something pretty funny. There's two things that are pillars in my life. So this started when I was a young boy. There are two things that are pillars in my life. Number one, Mr. Rogers in the neighborhood. I simply believe in him. I absolutely believe in him with everything in my soul. Let's go. The second is the little engine that could. I own a copy of that book as an adult, a hardcover, because I believe we can. I sincerely believe that the way that God made you, that the way that God made me is designed to connect and empower one another. And I hate, I cannot stand, I despise the darkness as it relates to how we do one another. So when people ask me, are you vegan or I say, oh, I'm not, I'm none of that stuff. I think I want to feel good. I care more about people than I do animals. And I love animals. You don't understand. I love animals. But as people, there's so much more possible if we connect. So I've made it my business. I was gifted the discipline, the, un the, the discipline I didn't want to care enough about dreams, to care enough about people. And, 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 and there was a man by the name of Dexter Yeager. This, he, he, he coined a phrase that, that's really impacted my life. And the phrase is this. If the dream is big enough, the facts don't count. And so against all odds, I believe that there are enough people on this planet who care, who give a flying fart about somebody else that we can come together. So when I talk about this HR platform, it's just another reflection of that. When I look at having the name Marquise, knowing that sometimes I may not be selected because of my name or the implicit bias, hey, it's not even that person's fault that they have implicit bias. It's just how life has occurred in our society. If I can find ways, and we have, to, to shift that, to open that, to transform that, so that the fear that exists can be dissipated, then it's worth it. It's worth it. And I've been working on it since December. Man, you are a wise that. man. You're, you're beyond wise, uh, Marquise. And kudos to your mother uh, for raising you to be the amazing man that you are, but also the wisdom that you've gathered around you from mentors, from your brothers and sisters. And I've always admired just seeing how you care so deeply about others and you honor your sister and brother and your mom. That's a great lesson for all of us to learn from. I'm grateful. Listen, mom, you're out here. I love you. You have a tremendous opportunity to reinvent your dealership today, right now, and to not take advantage of it would mean that everything that you just went through and are going through was in vain. How about instead we build something new like Kevin did in Virginia who was up 37% in April, or Mike in Wyoming who was up 90% in April, or Bob in Kentucky who broke a 60-year record this past January. All of these dealers join the 800% Club and together we continue to win. Listen, I've done this before. I've helped build a monster dealership from the inside out and now I want to build one with you. You and your team deserve it. So look, the time is now. It's time for you to protect your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com to learn more. I appreciate you. And I'm wise enough now to know you didn't know what you didn't know. And who you are is astounding. The world still hasn't seen you. And I promise you, there's nothing you need to do but just be there because you've already got the goods.
Aw. How special is that, Trevor? He got me in the background uh, thinking about uh, Dear Mama. Lady, don't you know we love you, sweet lady? Wow. <laughs> all right, buddy. All right, buddy. We, we, hired, we hired you to, 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 to run the show, not to be singing. Is that Darren? Just saying. Sing it, Trevor. Sing it, Trevor. You know that's a hit song, okay? You know that's a hit. <laughs> Let's give I got you love. back, Trevor. I got you back. Yes, Trevor, Trevor's amazing. He does have a, good, <laughs> a, a great voice, so we're, we're going to give him those accolades this morning. Um, we're going to pivot over to letting the audience ask questions, but before we do that, we want to give the amazing Glenn Lundy the opportunity to either comment or ask questions of, of Marquise um, before we do that, and then if people can please flash your mic so that Trevor or I can see you and put you in queue to ask Marquise any questions or make comments. So go right ahead, Glenn. Yeah, I appreciate uh, that, Dr. Rowe. And ultimately, I am incredibly grateful to be uh, a listener and a learner in, in this particular uh, situation. Marquise has got clear wisdom, and I'm, I always admire I always admire those that are walking in clarity, right? Because sometimes it can get very clouded. And as we try to understand God's purpose in us, and ultimately the best way for us to be able to impact others, sometimes the biggest thing that gets in the way is ourselves. And to see and hear, to be able to hear his heart as he speaks, and to know that he's got a, he's figured out how to get self out of the way and ultimately walk in purpose. Uh, I just love being in the presence. So Marquise, thank you so much for being here. I'm going to continue to listen in and learn all I can from you. Thank you, sir. Thank you for this space. You know, my sister trusts when she's like, come on, breakfast time, come on, breakfast time, come on, breakfast time. You need to get an iPhone. I'm like, ah, whatever, 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 whatever. I'm not interested. And then I got on and I heard you, sir. And I'm like, Oh, he's cool, you know, whatever, no big deal. And and when I say that, I don't mean it disrespectfully. I didn't, I wasn't listening. I wasn't paying attention to the spirit of what was happening. I was more annoyed that I got to be on another social platform. But as I listened over time and I heard you, I'm like, this guy is incredible. The vision to set up a place for other people to show up and he's not worried about it. That's my guy. He had, we're, that's my brother, like that spirit of it. So thank you. I'm honored to be in your presence. I appreciate it. Dr. Rose always bringing me new best friends. <laughs> Freddie, you're going to have a bone collection like Joy. No doubt, no doubt. But let, let some people ask some questions. I'd, I'd love to listen in. Yeah, I Absolutely. see uh, King. Um, I don't know if you were just clapping or if you had something that you wanted to add. King, the mic is yours. Oh, I was just clapping for my brother. I'm just here in support. Um, love you. I'm proud of you. I see how God is continuously using you, where you're growing, um, just everything, man. So continue to just be a servant, continue to be open, and see where he's going to take you. I'm interested in watching your story from afar. I love you. Bro, you will Aww. never be afar. Quit playing with me. You are my right hand. You've been my inspiration, dude. He is the reason why I'm an actor. He would not let up. And he pushed me into a space I didn't even know that I absolutely loved. And the reason I didn't know is because I was afraid. I was afraid to take a step out there and try something new. 
And he kept nudging me. I was modeling. Yeah, cool. No big deal. Just smile in front of the camera. Acting is a different world. And so thank you. That's so beautiful. Auntie Anita and then Dale, I saw flashing. And Trevor, if you can identify others. Hey, Marquise. I just wanted to uh, thank you and commend you. I am thoroughly enjoying this interview. I know you come from good stock. I love your mom, Mama Shirley. I call her Mama Shirley. So you got another, they call me Auntie Anita, but whichever one you want me to be, Auntie, Sister, but you come from good stock. And I just love um, how you articulated um, your life journey and how you're after the soul, body, mind. It's like all of it in one. And you've helped me in so many areas just by you being on here. So thank you, thank you, Trust, thank you, King. Hey, King. Everyone, yeah, I, I, I really appreciate um, your willingness to share your gift with the world. And I speak blessings of prosperity upon you that God put you in the right place at the right time for the right thing, and it's yours. You were unique and individually made, and nobody have your fingerprints. See, I work in fingerprints. And although somebody can have your pattern, they can't have your characteristics, and that's what sets you apart. I'm Anita D. Clubhouse Auntie, and I'm done speaking. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Auntie. That fingerprint note, I'm going to start integrating in everything I do to remind people of the uniqueness that they are, that they might step into it. Thank you. Dr. Rowe, who did we have next? Dale. Hey guys, Dr. Rowe, you've got such hawk eyes you have. I flashed for a second and you got me. I love that. Um, I just want to say thank you for inviting me to the stage. Marquise, that was absolutely insane. Every single thing you said. What hit me the most was the raw veg. I coach kids confidence and how to be a legacy leaders leavers on this planet. Um, there's some parents, though, dude, out there which are doing the best they can with everything they have available, and I admire all of them. Um, and some children will choose to model that, and some children will choose not to. So I've got a bit of a question for you, buddy. I don't know if you've ever, if you've ever got any experience of this or how to go through this, but how, how would you best motivate or how would you encourage or help out a parent to motivate their children into making healthy choices? Um, that would be brilliant if you could answer that, my friend. Thank you, Dale, for your question. I am proud to say I have three amazing children. When I say amazing, I mean amazing children. I'll start with my son, and I'll leave it at that. He's 27 years old. He works for Salesforce. He's a professional DJ, and he's a certified yogi. He read The Laws of Success, Napoleon Hill's Law of Success, 21 chapters, 24 hours of audio content, took notes, and provided his own feedback on it. But that came at a price. That came at a price when he was 13 and 14, 15, and he slowly started caring less about what I had to say. Again, I was at a crossroads. Do I go old school and you do as I say, this is my house? Or do I figure out how to communicate? So I'm gonna give you a quick backdrop. I was at a convention for social emotional learning and we were having conversations with teachers and parents and someone said, what do you think about discipline? I said, well, you know, I think a child needs discipline uh, based on whatever is going on or sometimes. A, a, an African-American woman from across the room said, oh, no, they don't. 
says, first of all, it's illegal. Secondly, my parents raised eight children, never laid a hand on us one time, and we're all extremely successful. That caused me to think, well, what am I doing? And then I realized, who's my son listening to? He's listening to his coaches. And I had a choice. I had to realize, number one, just because I told him he was going to do it didn't mean he was going to do it. That's old school, doesn't work, doesn't mean a hill of beans. Because he was listening to someone else. So I shifted because communication with my children down the road, now and down the road, was more important to me. So I shifted. I still stayed the parent. I didn't try to become his best friend. But I started becoming a coach. I started finding out what was important to him and adjusting things that way. When it came to discipline, oh, got it. So you don't, okay, excellent. So what did Kobe write? What did Jordan write? What did Walter Payton write? I started finding people he admired. I got their autobiographies or their books. Why? Because I knew that they were teaching lessons that would transform his life, which is really what I wanted him to do in the first place. But he wasn't listening to me. He's recently told me in the last year, Dad, you're my best friend. We talk all the time. We talk about intimacy. We talk about money. We talk about business. We talk about friends. And so to the parents, stop trying so hard. They're not your governance. They're a gift through you. And all you're to do is nurture them. There's a scripture. I'm trying to remember the scripture. It says, train up a child when they should go. When they're old, they won't depart from it. That's been misinterpreted so many times. The scripture says, train up in a child in the way that they should go. Not in, it doesn't say in the way you think they should go. So we have to listen. We have to get connected. We have to get intimate and really discover who are they? What's in them? Nurture that and that, and then they will go that way. That was so powerful, Marquise. Thank you so much. Discipline without damage and nurture their growth for them and the direction going wow amazing dr Rowe, back to you thank you kindly yeah dr Rowe, i just got word that uh so we've got shirley in the house uh and this is marquise's mother is that right do we got dear indeed mama in the house? dear mama's in the house dear mama's in the house Sing that song, Trevor. Sing that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Don't you know we love it? My mother's name my mother's name is also Shirley, so hey, just saying. Oh, she's a powerful woman. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you I, for I, being here. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. And I say she's powerful because I go back to when people used to ask me about my name, I said you know, Psalms twenty three in the end, and it says, and Shirley and goodness. Right. So it's really God's goodness. It's God's grace. It's God's mercy. It is all God. And I just, you know, trust hit me up. I was working out and she's like, Marquise is going on and, you know, and then King was on and then trust. And then I'm sitting here and 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 I'm just in awe. I go back to the scripture where it says eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has it entered into the heart the things that I have in store for you. What do I mean by that? For me, I take that and I apply that to my three children. I had absolutely no idea the things that God had in store for me as I listened to them, as I watched them, as, you know, I tried to do whatever it was that I knew to do with them. They got their butts beat by me. But <laughs> I was, when I learned, you know,
know, to come back and say, well, you know, and I think I could have did that a little bit different or whatever. But in the end, you know, that third child where it says the word says spare the rod, spoil the child. So there's some truth and there's some balance. And we have to know, you know, as Marquis stated when he was sharing with Dell, each of their individual personalities. And in order to know that, I believe that we have to go back to their creator you know, to say, what is it that you want me to do with this vessel that you allowed me to have? I drive a Lexus, and so when I want quality service on my vehicle, no matter the cost, I take it to Lexus. And so, um, you know, Dale, what I'll say is the same thing that Marquis said when it comes to those children. You know, if they're a circle, don't try to put them in a square and make them a square. Let them be that circle and just seek divine wisdom on what to do with them and just know in the end God already knows the plan that he has for them. We're just to, like you said, discipline and not damage. So I'm proud. I'm going to be quiet because I can go on and on about all three of my children. I'm so proud of my daughter, how, you know, she connected with the clubhouse and kind of forced me to get the iPhone that I almost regretted that I don't regret, you know, and then clubhouse came up with Android, but how she also brought her brothers along and, and, and how she's not afraid to let them shine. And, I just love it. I love it. And it goes with her name, Trust Destiny. So, you know, Glenn Lundy, Dr. Rowe, Trevor, you all, I honor you for honoring my my children and giving them a space to create in this world to make it a better place. I'm Shirley Ann. I'm the mom of Marquise Trust and King, and I am, like, dropping the mic and sitting back enjoying this. Thank you. Really quick, Ma, Ma, I need you to know something. I don't know if I've ever told you this. I think we talked about it once, but, like, it's really, really hit me. You did an amazing job. Do you realize? I can tell this because my mother told it in her book. She was 14 when she had me. So when I left the house at 17, she was just turning 30. Ma, with what you knew, you did an amazing job. You did an amazing job, which is why I celebrate you. It's all good. That's why we are where we are. So thank you. Cheers, man. Marquise, you are bringing it this morning, and I we just so admire you, Miss Shirley Ann, and all of your children. They have been a blessing to me, to Trevor, to the Breakfast of Champions, and other rooms here on Clubhouse, and we know that God never does anything without his own intention, and so it's been a blessing to, to meet all of you. Hey, Dr. Yes, Rowe, can you. I just say one thing to the parents? Sure. And, and Marquise brought this back to my remembrance. I'll, I'll never forget the time when I told all three of my children, and later I thought it was a bad move, but they confirmed to me that it was not. I remember one day walking in, uh, I served in the Army, and I came in, and I told them, I said, you know, um, and I'm paraphrasing, I don't remember verbatim, but I was like, you know, I don't care if you get an A on your report card or, or if you do exceptionally well or whatever. What I need you to know is if I don't care, because I do care, but if I don't care, it does not matter. What matters most is, is that you care. You need no one else's approval to be great, but you need to feel good about what you do. And if someone else celebrates it, then that's just icing on your cake, but never let anybody take your cake. So parents, let your children know it's okay to be who they are and to love and to celebrate themselves. So therefore, they do not have to grow up being people pleasers. Thank you. Wow. 
Wow. Thank you for those words of wisdom, Ms. Shirley. We all embrace that not only as parents, but as grandparents and others with siblings, just hearing those words. We appreciate you so much. And King, you, I'm sorry, King, that, are you, are you on the stage? Let me see. I'm scrolling down. Yes, I see you. Thank you so much also for being a inspiration to your brother and mentoring him the way that you have. And your sister, Trust, such a lovely spirit. I will forever be grateful for her for many things that uh, she has made happen on this platform. So thank you. Thank you all, Trevor, and I appreciate you as well as Glenn and all the moderators on this stage. Yes, and Dr. Rowe, in honor of, uh, of Shirley being here today, dear mama being up in the room today, I thought I would go ahead and play this one for you. <laughs> you all appreciate it. behind the scenes putting that together for y'all <laughs> love it trevor that's better um i'm not saying you can't sing or anything but you know we love that version <laughs> no match for tupac right <laughs> i don't even try look <laughs> wonderful um and we want to reiterate before um flashing the mic everyone that Marquise is offering his book for free, his audio book to every single person that is in this room and beyond. So not only you take this, but please share it with your friends. And Marquise, are you wanting me to just give the website or the landing page um, that you have for this? Yes, Dr. Well, let's go with the, it's www.tinyurl.com forward slash Mondays are awesome. Capital M, capital A, capital A. Can you do me a huge favor? Do you mind putting that in your profile? And that way people yes. can, yes, just click on it and see it because I do have the learnoutloud.com, but then they have to search it. So that would be great. Um, as we uh, finish out in the next five minutes, do look at Marquise's profile. You can simply download his audio book for free and there is no catch to that. It's called Monday Again, and there's a subtitle that allows you to learn so many healthy tips about keeping yourself uh, healthy. So if we have any last-minute questions or comments, if you can flash your mic, and I know Tress wants to go last, so um, I see you, King, and I see you, Coco. So if we can um, keep it down to the – now we got four minutes. I want to make sure I don't cross into Danelle's time. So um, let us go in that order, and if we can keep it to that time frame. Thank you guys so much. Absolutely. Uh, good morning again, and I am so grateful for the opportunity to have this space, and I will make it short and lay it on the line. First of all, I'm so proud of my son as well, after six, and I thank God for him. I thank God for Miss Shirley and her children being on this and I, it's becoming a family affair in some areas. I really believe, God, that we're about to impact. We are going to impact and make such an impact in these last days as we have never before. And I lift up every family, total provision, supernatural supply in every area of your life. And remember, you're somewhere in your future and you're looking much better than you look right now. I've landed my plane. Thank you so much, King. 
And King Jaquel, I, I did see you flashing. I want to make sure that I acknowledge you too, because I know you want to say something quick to your brother. Go ahead. Yeah, well, it was, it was actually to the audience. I mean, I know you guys here, my family up here, and I appreciate y'all giving us our roses. But the truth is, we don't been through hell. But sometimes the beautiful thing about going through hell and going through the fire is when you continue keeping your eye on the prize and you can continue with love and you can continue to allow God to fill your heart no matter what you go through, it's a process to be able to shine like a diamond. You gotta, I mean, we started off as cold, but it don't matter where you start, it matters where you finish. So enjoy and embrace what you're going through because the outcome is the testimony and y'all are just hearing our testimony from what we've been through. And as a family, we were able to keep love first. And that's why I can wake up. I didn't go to bed till one o'clock, but my sister said, he's gonna be on. So two hours of sleep, but I had to show up. I had to show up because I truly love my brother. And so when y'all show up in love for your family is how we change the world together because we can't change anything if we can't find love with ourselves and our family first. So I just appreciate y'all being with us at the end while we're moving through this fire and while we're turning it into diamonds and shining. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And just thank you for your time. Thank you so much, King Jaquel. And we have Coco and rounding it out with trust. And then Trevor's going to move us over into the next segment. Good morning, everyone. Um, it's Coco. Um, I thank you for your story, Marquise. Um, it's really emotional, and I know that as parents, we're not given a book as to how to raise our kids, and we try to do the best we can with what God has given to us, and with God on our side, we do what we can do. I have a daughter turning 29, and boy, we've been through the ringer not speaking because I wanted her to go in one direction, and she wanted to go in another, but as parents, listen, let them do what they want because they will always come back as you get you keep God in the center of it and my daughter has said to me numerous times just recently I forgive you for how you raised me but I love you for making adulting so good to me and so transparent and the last thing she sent me last week was forgive your parents they were learning too so just grace with your children with else in this lifetime and have grace for yourself and I thank you all Thank Coco, you so thank much, you. Coco. If I may, Dr. O, really quick. Coco, thank you. I didn't tell you guys, I forgot. That son I bragged about, I also did that because of the village, because there was a team. I had to let the community help me parent. Okay, that's Trust, over to you. Grand Rising, my heart is so full this morning. Um, started with Joy's segment which kind of led to here when it comes to family, you can either be in competition with your family or you can collaborate. I choose to collaborate with my family and allow my brothers and my mother, my cousins and everyone to shine because when they win, I win. And when I win, they win. As King said, you guys are seeing the end of, well, not even the end of the story, the beginning of something that's great. And I want to thank my mother as well for everything that you did to sacrifice for us. I am the mother to six children because of you. I am great because of you. Marquise, when I was by myself, you knew the struggle. You were there for me without judgment. 
You are the same person on this stage that you are in person. That is amazing, and I love you for that. King Jaquel, the youngest of the three. I love you so much. You bring energy. You bring life. I just want to leave with the sage. If you have not spoken with your family, regardless to what the reason is, it's not that life is too short. It's too long for you not to speak to them. Forgive them. Grant them the same grace that you want God to grant you. Forget about it. It doesn't matter. What matters is the love that you can spread. You can't be nicer to a stranger than you can your own family. Yes, sometimes you have to cut the cord, but always go back to check up on them. We are all fighting individual battles. This is Trust Destiny, and I am done speaking. Trust, thank you so much, and thank Woo. you for the whole Marquise family. Y'all are just amazing. We appreciate you coming up here and being part of Woo. Breakfast you. with Champions. You're welcome here anytime. We love you. We love you. We love you. And uh, real quickly, before we make our transition over to the one and only Danelle Delgado, uh, I want to make a quick shout out to all of the job seekers who are here in the audience. Anyone that is looking to level up or take their career to the next level or get back to your cash flow, we do have a free summit that is tomorrow. You can go look inside of my bio. Uh, so my name's Trevor Houston. I have the yellow face. Go find me and uh, come connect with that. We have a free summit tomorrow that will help you get back to your cash flow. So make sure you do that. And now, without any further delay, the one, the only, Danelle Delgado. <laughs> I'm dancing. I like it, Trevor. You like that? <laughs> I mean, I don't know all the words or what she says there in the moments after, but something, flip it, reverse it, work it. That's what it is. Get it, Delgado. Yes, I do know it. <laughs> Good morning, guys. Good morning. Hi. How are you, Mr. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Well, I sound a little bit like I've been on the road for 14 days speaking, don't I? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we appreciate the hustle, right? We appreciate the sacrifice of your of your voice box to impact and influence others. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. I will tell you what, it was wonderful to see. Uh, all of those humans who set aside life so they could come together and meet you, Glenn, in New York City, um, every hug I valued and connection. I know I didn't get to talk to everyone, um, but it was a phenomenal group full of people. And both myself and my kiddos were incredibly honored to be there and see you guys connecting how people have been meant to connect for their whole lifetime. So. I absolutely loved it. Um, Glenn, what an incredible group you have built here. Y'all know it's Tuesday. It's top 10 time. And so I'm going to roll through these as long as my voice will last. And then it is going to rest. 
blessed. <laughs> so I'm incredibly blessed. So if we're if we're hearing this today, I want you to understand it's time to invite some friends. It's time to overcome. It's time to never grow alone. Hit the plus sign. Bring some folks in here who are ready to get fired up. Because we've got, let's just see here. All right, we're already up 10. We've got 455 people in here. I bet that every human in here, if they had an opportunity to help someone, they would. If you know anyone who is ready to overcome, who is ready to earn more, become more, an entrepreneur, a human who understands that they are a miracle and they might not be living it yet, I need you to invite them to the room. Shoot them a text. Go beyond the plus sign. This is about making sure that we're always making a difference, right? It, it's about the, hey, guys, check your mics, too. Somebody is enjoying their breakfast. <laughs> How you doing? Um, okay. And I am a mom of three, so let me just tell you, chewing is a pet peeve. <laughs> ah! terrible. I have many gifts, but ADD is also one of them. So I appreciate you all sharing and watching yoga. Every, everybody unmic and smack your gums for Oh my moment. I'm going to Put my mic down, flip it, and reverse it. And tell uh -oh, you all. Girl, you go ahead then, girl. Hi, Sarah. Hey, Missy. Sarah, you get a huge hug. You are a freaking champion. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so let's get in here. I, I just want you to understand, life happens and life expands at the size of your efforts. Like, as you want to manifest, create, build, do, Imagine if I were to be on this journey and not take the extra step every single time. Like you think you've got one step in you. Great. Take two. You think you have got one. Add somebody into Clubhouse. Great. Add one and text one. Right. Don't call them because you'll miss me. But understand that plus one is how I beat every lie in my head every competitor who was hateful, everything that I ever wanted to create, it was the extra that is Danelle Delgado that created it, right? Um, you know, everyone's like, oh, your energy's this, it's this, it's this. You don't stop, you show up, it's one more. I can't believe you've done Friday Night Live for six years, you know? <laughs> My accountability partner. If you guys know the one and only Gina DeVee's in the room with me here, she's like, cut, cut. <laughs> what you can't be doing to your voice, okay? She's laughing right now. But I, I want you to understand that plus that is in you, that additional extra, I introduce myself as a little bit extra just to warm you up to the fact that what you think you can do is a step under what I know you can. All right, so, so as I share this top 10 list, understand you must write it down. You need to write it down. No, I will not repeat it. No, I will not send you my notes. I am not about giving people the, um, what do they call those books and you read just like the summaries of them? The Cliff's the Notes. Cliff notes. Yeah. I'm not going to give you Cliff's Notes to my school of hard knocks, okay? Take your notes. 
write them down in a place where you plan to review them and pick the one thing that you are going to implement today. How many of you guys have been listening to Clubhouse for over an hour, 30 minutes, 10 minutes, and there's not something you've implemented already? I don't keep training people who don't put it into practice. Okay? So I just want you to remember this top 10 is for your moment today. God gave it to me today, so it's for you today. It's not for you 10 years from now. It's for today. Whatever you're stopping on, whatever you're slowing down from, whatever you are not creating or asking for, I am going to give you my top 10 how to live in it to win it today. All right? In it to win it, not in it to participate in it, not in it to try it but in it to win it, okay? So this is my top 10. I always ask people to rate themselves one to 10, never rating yourself a seven, right? Because a seven just means you're non-committal to being great at it or being poor at it. So I want you to rate like, where do I need to improve in this? How could I grow in this? Could it help me? All right, these are just things as I'm refreshing over my last 14 days, nine speaking movements in the last 14 days, six different time zones, back and forth with my children in hand, by the way. Okay. All those people who think it can't be done. This is what I'm feeling today. This is the result of these last 14 days. Some of the things um, that stuck out in my mind, I'm going to share you some I shared, some other people shared, but I want it to be, you know, things beyond what I've shared with you before. I've shared a lot of things with you, like read, learn, grow, you know, all these things that you're hearing from inspirations all over the place. I want you to understand, um, <laughs> I literally just got a spasm in my chin. <laughs> like your jaw's been moving way too much. Stop talking. It's <laughs> hilarious. I literally was like, what's going on in the face? All right, are you ready? Top 10. How to live Danelle, to Danelle, 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 I Danelle. see him. Go ahead. All right, you guys. We're going to, Danelle's going to get a drink of water. She's going to work out that spasm in her chin real quick. And while she's doing that, this was her, her teammate. I'm going to tag team in here real quick and just let you know that what Danelle's talking about, what she's about to deliver for you, I want you to understand. I want you to think back in your life just a little bit. Think back to a time where a sentence, a moment, an experience, a connection, a relationship. Just think back to a time where one left versus a right ultimately changed the trajectory of your life, right? So Danelle, for those of you that don't know her, she did that for me four years ago from the 10X stage. And just by listening to what she had to share, not just the words, but ultimately the way she made me feel, right? The words weren't the words were impactful, but what she did is she stirred something in my spirit. She stirred, stirred something in my soul. So as I'm sitting here right now at nine o'clock Eastern time, I've spent the morning with my daughter, Oakland. She was the only one up. The other kids are all asleep. And everybody in my house is super excited because for the first time ever, the entire family is taking a vacation. Uh, we're leaving on Friday and we're going to an island where there's no cars. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. 
If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. And my kids that have never seen the ocean, my 11 years old is the only one who's ever seen the ocean. So all these kids that have never seen the ocean, they're going to get to experience the ocean in its full glory for seven days next week, right? And the only reason that I'm able to do that for them is because I listened to this woman on the stage and made a decision to create a business around my life versus trying to live my life around my business. And so now I'm in a position where I can create opportunities for my children that are ultimately going to impact them for generations to come. It's the ripple effect. So I want you to understand that, yes, we have six hours of content a day here on Breakfast of Champions. Yes, we have different speakers. Yes, we have different uh, moderators. And as humans, we can fall into behavioral patterns sometimes where we're here and we're present and we're listening. But are we? We're here physically, but are we thinking about what's next? Are we thinking about what we left behind? Are we mindlessly scrolling through Instagram or some other platform while we're listening to have the noise in the background to say that we showed up? So that if somebody's looking, they can say, yeah, I see you in that room. You must be inspiring. You must be motivated. You must be a grinder, right? Take the moment right here, right now. We're talking about a woman who is a global speaker. We're talking about a woman who's just spent nine, she just spoke on nine stages across the last 14 days, all paid stages, by the way. She gets paid big money, and yet she's choosing to be here in the room with you in this moment. So, Danelle, we appreciate your grind. We appreciate you sacrificing your lyrics. I know that you're pushing through for me. And I am so grateful and appreciative of that. And I just want to make sure everyone in the room has this opportunity to really settle in, get present, get your notes out, get your pen, get your pencil, take a moment, take in what Danelle has to say. It just might change the trajectory of your life. So thank you, Danelle, for being here. We really appreciate you. And I'm going to pass it back. My goodness. Glenn. I can't tell you when you started talking about your kids never seeing the ocean. I love those kids like they're my kids. Um, I got a little teary up in here because that's what it's about. I almost missed my entire kids' lives trying to do something. So so I want to tell you, thank you for resetting the room. Thank you for getting everyone focused. Every single human in here. And thank you for letting me adjust my face. And I am here for you. Uh, I am here for you because to the people who will do what has been gifted to them, they're meant to receive more gifts. So I hope that we get to spread that to everyone today. So I'm going to give you this. Are you ready for this, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for doubling the room up in here. Here we go. Um, How to live in it to win it. Take a real good look at yourself, okay? Here we go. I'm going to give you my top 10 after being on the road, on tour for the last two weeks. Um, I'm sitting here resting my voice uh, with one of my best friends in the whole world, accountability partner, uh, Gina DeVee in the Hamptons. And really, 
um, reflecting on what I did well, how I can improve, what happened. This is my top 10 that I'm working here. You know, a lot of people think, oh, she vacations all over the world. I am working on my improvement uh, in the places that inspire me most. And so here with some incredible wealth surrounded by geniuses, having dinner in some of the best restaurants, feeding my body and my mind with the best. I'm gonna share with you what is right on my heart, my top 10, how to live in it to win it. Are you ready for this? I want you to apply them to your life. Number one, number one, very clearly I spoke about highly on the stage yesterday in New York City. Number one, number one. Set only goals that require prayer, okay? I want you to set only goals that require prayer to hit them. A lot of people will set goals that take all that they are, right? That just take all of them. I want you to set prayer, like set goals that require prayer so big, miracles have to be involved to achieve it. When did we as humans quit risking at the level of God-sized miracles, right? I want you to think about this. Set a goal that requires prayer. Set a goal that requires more than what you are to get the job done, because I guarantee you, you haven't seen what you're fully capable of with the Almighty in the mix. And I think that's the thing, right? So many people try to set things, do things that are practical. Um, they talk about things that are inspiring. They even set 10X size goals, which I learned how to do with the books and things in mind, right? But I want you to set those goals at the rate that you need to watch all of the skills that you've been given by above, no matter what you believe, the divine, the source, the energy, the universe that is working in conjunction with you, okay? You need to set goals as big as all that you know, but it's gonna require a little bit more that you can't explain. That is where my movements began. It, it was in it to win it, not in it to attend it, okay? And, and it was gonna require something more than I knew that I was. And I was gonna let things work. And people are like, man, did you get lucky? The harder I work, the luckier I get. I hear that, hear that all the time. And I was like, no, the more it required of me, the more miracles showed up. And so I think sometimes we attack every single day, you know, just trying to do all on our checklist and trying to do what we are capable of. When we forget to begin our day with what is possible, right? With what is probable. We just go, man, this could happen if I do this, this, and this, because I'll tell you, I'm a strategy human. I'm a strategy and I can strategize your million dollar moves like nobody else in the business. I believe it. And I will tell you, I help people achieve it every single day. Normal humans help them tap into their exceptional, help them strategize with the best of them and create million dollar moves, right? Look at Glenn. Look at what he's created in a very short amount of time. From raising his hand, he never once has set a goal that didn't require the movement of God to also make it happen. That's how people were in New York. They had like a hot second. They had New York minutes to make that event happen with Sarah, right? Sarah came in as a miracle. I saw Tamara, I saw Amelia, I saw Scott Simons, right? 
I was watching in this bus. Everybody come together. My little 13-year-old Sophie was DJ Delgado in the bus on the way home. Let me just tell you, miracles come into play when Glenn makes a move. And so I want to challenge you, if you are setting a goal that will make you feel good, that will make you create enough progress to not quit, or if you are setting goals that require the Almighty to be a part of it. I'm going to challenge you to just watch miracles happen, right? That's number one, okay? I want you to, I want you to check in on that. Okay, make sure you guys up on the stage check your mics for me, okay? Uh, I love staying focused. So somebody's unmuted. Are you chewing on purpose? I am going to have to crush you. Okay, make sure you're muted. Nobody wants to hear you use the restroom. Here we go. Number two, how to live in it to win it. Make sure you write these down. You guys can write them all down. You can tag me. You can share them in notes on Instagram. I share the best ones out. You guys are awesome. Like, if you're going to help yourself, help somebody else along the way. Number two, number two, if you want to live in it to win it. Preparation. Okay, preparation. When you prepare, you'll never worry about hesitation again. I watch most people hesitate through their whole life. They're like, here's an idea. And they sit on the edge and they go, on your marks, get set, get set, get set, get set. And they hesitate their life away. Let me just tell you, you want to get rid of hesitation, prepare, study, learn, train. I wasn't fully fully, fully trained up to do anything in my life that I've created. But I will tell you, I was preparing constantly. Daily, I was preparing. Daily, I was learning. I was organizing, right? I can't tell you how many people are like, I'm running through life as organized chaos. I look at their desk or their home or their cars and things are all a hot mess. Listen, you are not prepared for the miracle. You're not prepared. No wonder you're hesitating. You're not sure everything's going to catch when you jump. I want you to make sure you're not using words like, I don't have time. If there were more hours in a day, when I'm ready. All of those things are lack of preparation. They are 100% lack of preparation and they invite hesitation into your life. I want you to eliminate hesitation by being prepared. Everything in your world from organization, from thought processes, from your practice of saying yes, right? You know what's crazy? I'm out here with Gina. Gina is a Le Cordon Bleu chef as well, as well as making millions of dollars helping people all over the world. When we go to restaurants, she's like, try this, try this, try this. First meal we had together a year ago, right? She, I'm like, mm, I don't like seafood. And she's like, I don't believe you. Let me show you how it's done, right? She's, I mean, we don't start late. We start oysters on the half shell. And I'm like, that looks like a loogie to me. Are you kidding me? What is happening up in here, right? And she's like, no, you want to experience all of life, right? You have to be able to try the finer things and have all of these things. Now I understand. I'm in my place. I am prepared that when I'm with Gina, I am trying everything, experiencing in this. There will never again be hesitation for me to move in on the finer things in life without having her in my life. So I will tell you, what are you avoiding preparation on? What is a mess in your life that is keeping you from your miracle? Preparation. How hard have you studied to be able to answer a question in any room? right? How many times have you spoken on something that you haven't done as yourself? And rather than being prepared for it, you're lying. I watch people waste their life away in hesitation and 
bad habits. I want you to prepare for the life you want, right? She's like, Danelle, if you ever want a yacht, you're going to have to eat yacht food, <laughs> right? What are you doing? You don't like seafood. You're on boats and in oceans every other month around the world. How do you eat? You can't live off toast. So I want you to think about this. What miracle have you been praying for that you're not prepared to accept? A step num number two, if you want to be in it to win it, you must prepare so that you have no hesitation to accept the gift. All right? Think about it. Anytime you look around, those words you use, those limits you put on yourself, right? Those limits, I have limiting beliefs. I want to walk through them. Why are you choosing to keep those, right? No, you're just not prepared. If you prepare for something, those limiting beliefs become lies, not facts. Preparation moved me into the miracle God had been waiting to give me. And I want you to do the same. That's step number two. Step number three. Step number three comes from Gina DeVee. She spoke it on stage with me yesterday. Only speak about what you want. Only speak about what you want. I think most people spend time convincing themselves not to get what they want. Convincing themselves why they shouldn't. Speaking about what holds them back, right? Most of the time, if I ask people what they want and why they haven't gotten it yet, they only have an excuse. Right? It happened in New York. Beautiful woman. Right? Tiger. I said, what do you want? Why do you not have it yet? Started with the immediate thing that she's convinced herself is okay to believe for a long time. I'm a single mom. I have a job. A da 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 Right? I'm a single mom. I wear it as a crown. I wear it as a crown, as the greatest gift that made me become the most efficient human I know. Efficiency, right? Efficient. I want you to only speak about what you want. Stop feeding what you are fighting, right? Stop feeding and rolling around in your limiting beliefs and rolling around those things. I want you to think about it. If you have your car, right, and you drive up to the gas station because you're almost out of gas, you put fuel in it for where you want to go. If you don't put fuel in it, what happens? You'll die right where you are. Okay, so what fuel are you putting in your body? Are you talking about what you want? Are you talking about where you're headed, about your giftedness, about where things are taking you? Or are you feeding what you're fighting? Are you speaking about your limiting beliefs and your pain and your challenges? And you're stopping yourself right in your tracks and you'll be out of gas for the dream in about five seconds. I truly want you to think about this, right? When's the last time you fueled yourself to a remarkable level with truth rather than lies, right? People are like, well, I've told myself to do it over and over again. I just haven't done it. So I'm going to, you know, so I just wonder if it'll happen this time. What? Why are you feeding lies, right? So you're going to go ahead and take your past into your future or you're just going to go ahead and focus on everything that it would take to win this time so your brain can't remember the loss last time. Our brains, okay, work on stimuli. They work on pleasure. They do not work on pain. They try to keep you in homeostasis. Feed the pleasure. What would happen when I win? What will this create? Who will this help? Right? 
I want you to think about this right now. If I were to give every single one of you 700 some right now, $1 million, okay? I gotta work harder. I gotta be like Grant to have 700 to spare. But let me just tell you, okay? And he doesn't, he would reinvest it back in real estate because that's a smart thing to do. It's what I'm here working on, real estate. Next move, here we go, okay? You reach out to me if you wonder why, but let me just tell you this. Speak about what you want. If you had a million dollars right now, like let's just say I'm gonna give you this, okay? Let's just say I'm gonna give you a plan right now to earn yours, which I do at all these events around here, okay? That I just got done doing. If you had a million dollars net cash in your account right now, what is the first thing you would do with it? I want you to write it down. What's the first thing you would do with it? Okay, it might be small, it might be great. Don't spend it all in one place. Okay, we can talk about that money later, but what would you do with it? Write it down, quickly. I'm not giving you all day, right? Next question. Who's the first person you would help and how would you help them with it? Who would you help? What would you do? Got it? What's, what's the next place you would visit? What island would you take your family? Where would you visit? Okay, what would you buy? What is that thing you've told yourself over and over that I don't deserve or it's a waste or I shouldn't have it that is in your heart anyway, but you're ignoring it. What is that one thing you would buy? Okay, you guys know this. I've told you this a hundred times over and over. God doesn't make up fake dreams or tease people. There's something in your spirit, something in your heart because it was meant to be there. Okay, it is not a joke. He doesn't tease. If there are things that you want, okay, you got your million dollars, you wrote down your list, this is what you want. Those are the things you need to be speaking about. Because what happens is if you're thinking about those things, the people you would help, what you want, what you could do with it, who you could help, the impact it's going to make. You know what happens is the how, where everybody gets all tripped up on, stops being difficult. I can give you a plan for how you know one thing that you should be doing right now that you're not doing that gets you closer to that goal. But you're too busy speaking about what you don't want or what you're afraid of. If you want to be in it to win it, cut the chatter, the chatter in your head, the conversations with others who are okay speaking about what they don't want. I don't want that energy in my room. Hardest frustration for me when I'm out at events mingling with people when I am out mingling with people, the average human does not have control of their tongue. And they start thinking about, oh, Danelle, what I'm really struggling with is I wince. I can't stand the word. Why do you want to talk to me about that? Give me your three solutions that you think for a challenge you have, and I'll tell you which one I think is best, or maybe an additional free piece of advice. I don't want to hear about struggle. I don't want to hear about pain. I don't want to hear about the reason you've convinced yourself that life hasn't been good to you. You have breath in your lungs. Life has been incredible to you. Okay? I want you to understand this right now. Speak about what you want. Hey, champions. Guess what? The Breakfast with Champions podcast airs live every single day, 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. only on the Clubhouse app. So make sure to download Clubhouse and go check out Breakfast with Champions. You're not going to regret it. See you there. The rest has got to go. you got to put your thing down, flip it, and reverse it, okay? So that was my white girl rapping. Forgive me. 
or enjoy it. I think I'm pretty good. We'll see. Glenn and I and Darian have a surprise for you later uh, here with my raps. Okay. So that's number three. You guys ready for number four? Here we go. I hope you're getting some good stuff. I hope even the champions in this room are taking a look at themselves and how they can adjust. I actually think the champions in this room are probably adjusting faster than the rest. Okay. The people who are winning the most will get the most out of this. So stay focused up in here, okay? Number four, you wanna live in it to win it. Number four, I'm gonna tell you to travel. Travel and inspiration will never be missing for you. Travel, pack a bag, take a walk, go on a journey, right? The more you put yourself in motion, the more you will create things like momentum. People are always like, Danelle, how do you stay inspired? How do you be excited? What do you do? I'm like, what? I woke up. I put myself in a place that requires my new exciting levels, right? I work on serving people. I am never uninspired to help. I am never uninspired to earn, right? I set goal. Um, hey, but you know why we just did an event in New York City? Gina and I just did a, a three-day event in New York City because we wanted to be in and around the Hamptons and visit. I'd never come to the Hamptons. I never knew, a, I always saw my friends going there. I always saw a lot of great minds going there. I was always invited there, but I never went. I was like, man, I'm here. I was here for about four seconds and so inspired, I closed a massive deal on spot yesterday. Massive, Glenn, remember what we were talking about? Mm-hmm, did it, did it yesterday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. We celebrated last night with lots of pasta. It was amazing. Okay. Hey. <laughs> I'm allowed just just this week on my vacation. Uh, but I, I want to tell you, like travel, it doesn't have to be big. When I was little, I put the kids in the car, and and we even tried camping. And I'm not a camper. I'm definitely not even a glamper. Uh, but I will tell you, like move your body move to a place that is different than the place where you have allowed your remaining right home is a safe place where's unsafe go there mix it up a little bit right home is our haven it is meant for healing it is not always our place of inspiration so if you want to stay inspired make sure you schedule in travel small large dreams have something to work towards but i guarantee you there hasn't been a beach i haven't been on a hotel i haven't been in no matter how small a camping site that i have visited that hasn't created more motion okay uh, and I'll tell you, I didn't always have money for it. I earned for it. My kids know how to do this as well. They know how to earn. I make them earn. And when we get to a certain spot or we achieve certain things, that's when we go all together. They don't come on with me. They don't come with me on every trip. They come on the ones they have earned. Earn, travel. Inspiration will never be difficult for you. If you are not waking up like Glenn and I, like Scott Simons, like on the move, like all these amazing people, feet on the floor, who's the lucky one to run into me today? You're not realizing what the alternative is. I don't want to speak about it. I only want to speak about what I want, okay? But when you have had certain health conditions, certain moments, <laughs> uh, I was telling Gina last night, I was like, listen, three times cancer and that one time in college and maybe a wrong choice as an adult, I have risked my life, <laughs> okay? I've risked my life. My life has been in question and that is why I wake up differently.
I want you to understand inspiration is never necessary when you are in motion that is exemplary. Start making moves. Okay, number five. Number five, how to be in it to win it. Stop waiting for miracles. Be a miracle. Move like a miracle, right? Uh, I want you to understand and expect more of yourself. Okay, if any of you have ever read Ogmandino and the Scrolls, Ogmandino and the Scrolls, I teach these once in a while right now in one of my groups. We are doing and win on repeat. We are on scroll number four. I am nature's greatest miracle. Not, I am watching miracles. I've seen a miracle, right? That you are here, that everything aligned for all of the things that happened for your life to be born, okay? People are always like, I'm praying for a miracle. I need a miracle, Danelle. I'm like, great, what have you done that's miraculous today? Who, who have you helped and been a miracle to someone else? You know what, I just keep trying to show up and be a miracle for Glenn, and I love watching the miracles take place. Number five is pretty easy. I want you to be the miracle. How can you be a miracle to someone else today? How can you be a miracle for yourself today? You know what would be a miracle? If you did number three and you only spoke about what you wanted, try that miracle today. That's a miracle. That's a miracle that in this world with everybody telling you what you should do, what medical advice you should attain, what news you should watch, if someone should finish an Olympics, get out of an Olympics, quit an Olympics, who you are, what you are, it's hard to act as the miracle with everybody else telling you what you are. But guess what? What's hard takes miraculous moves. So be the miracle. Guess what? I have people every single day hate on me. I have every single day make tons of jokes about me online, call me all different things. I have people say things that are lie. It doesn't matter. I have people believe things. But you know what I do? I just wake up and I'm the miracle that God breathes life to me today. And not everybody else, it gets to be me. So when I wake up, I don't make tiny moves, right? Yesterday, on my first day of rest, after a very, very long trip, I didn't do that. I made miracle moves. You know that song? She makes money moves. Well, I make miracle moves. And they happen to make money as well. Okay? Here we go. I guess it's just singing Tuesday. I just want you to understand this, ladies and gentlemen. My miracles started happening for me when I started acting like one. In honor of all that God had given me to wake up to today. Right? More things you pray for will show up when you start moving in that preparation that you prepared to receive the gifts. Let's go. Number six. Are you ready? Oh, this is a big one. Number six. This is why Glenn created Breakfast of Champions, actually, so that you would change how you start your morning and it could change how you do your day. But I want you to understand that you need to build your patterns on point. All of you have patterns. You have patterns in how you speak, patterns in how you act, patterns in how you dress, patterns in how you move, in how you attack things, right? And how you go about everything. You live your patterns on repeat. I want you to think about what yours are. I want you to write them down today. Take time. I guarantee you one person, one person in this room today is going to notate their patterns. They're going to say, in the morning, I do this. Well, if you roll over and touch your phone first thing in the morning, you're rolling over to help make other people's dreams come true rather than your own. It's not a great pattern. If you're ready to check what people thought about you on Instagram or Facebook as your first move of the day, let me just tell you, you care about what other people think more than the truth that God put in your heart. You got to watch your patterns, right? When something's difficult, 
What is your pattern? Do you retreat or do you rise? Do you prepare to win? What happens to you at your weakest moments? Those patterns being overridden and designed on point are going to make you win. They're going to make you win. You've got to get your patterns on points. Why have I choose joy? Gratitude, growth, goals, and grace. That is how I start every single day. That's often how I go to bed. Last night, yesterday was so good. Not only did I do my gratitude journal in the morning, I did it at night. Gratitude, growth, goals, and grace. Man, I thank you. You guys are sending me all kinds of stuff today. I'm seeing it. It's coming down in my DMs. I love you. Okay? Gratitude, growth, goals, and grace. Who would you be if you forgive the most painful thing every single day before you go to bed and it doesn't come with you to tomorrow? How many people out there still blaming their parents? I heard that on the segment ahead, right? Why you blame, right? I don't know anybody who was like, I had the perfect childhood, right? Nobody messed me up, okay? Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. I see that. You guys are awesome. I will donate all of this that you're giving today, okay? I just appreciate you. Let's go be a miracle. Thank you for giving me the way to be a miracle today to someone else. Your patterns are on point. Okay, I'm going to talk about this as uh, one of my last ones that I learned from my son this week. Oh, actually, it's the next one. I'll talk to you in just a minute. But your patterns on repeat are the danger, right? When life gets hard, when you get sick, when things are difficult, when money is tight, who are you, right? Who are you? When money is tight, I guarantee you, I know by every human's actions where money is tight, where they are, who they are. It changes them. It changes their insides, how they respond to things, if they say yes to things or if they are in belief. What are your patterns and what patterns can you trust on that make you the most successful? Go to the place you have been winning the most in life and review what your patterns were at that time, okay? Review what your patterns were at that time. Review who was around you. When you are winning, look to your left, look to your right, see who's winning with you. When you are winning and people are hating, recognize what patterns you allow. Our patterns can tell us our entire future, right? They absolutely can. So I want you to check those today. I can't give you everything on that, but that's what you get for day today on that point. Let me let me tell you, number seven, okay? Number seven comes from the mouths of babes. <laughs> uh, my kids traveling with me, you know, it's funny. They could choose to sit up in the room. They could choose to go out with Kristen and walk around New York City. They chose to be in the room and learn and listen to what Gina and I were talking about while all of these women were working deep work and working on their strategy to win, right? At the end of day two, my son said, mom, you know, I, well, no, I asked him, I said, I said, Seth, what do you, what'd you think about all this today? Tell me your thoughts, first thoughts, ready, go. And he said, he said, man, they cry a lot because <laughs> he hadn't been in a room of all ladies in a while. He's like, they cry a lot. Why are they crying so much here, right? Okay. And uh, and I go, I know, buddy. And he said, listen, you know, I've had some challenges in my life. He, he just had a, a really his first hard experience um, in sports. My son is naturally a remarkable, talented athlete. And, um, you know, he had a little bit of a a rough moment at regionals swimming, which he was super excited about. This was his chance to make that time and make that 
that state dream come true. And right off the block, his goggles flipped off. Um, it was just a moment of hesitation and a moment of challenge. And, um, and he, I mean, he was up 13 years old against 16 year olds, crushing it blind in the pool until the flip turn. Okay. Had a rough go. He hopped out of the pool, was laughing and giggling, high-fiving his buddies. You could see it, though. He was, he was like, oh, man, it happens. He handled it real well. Came up, sat next to me in quiet. Didn't say a word. I didn't say a word. Gave him a hug. He took a deep breath. And he said, you know what? I'm 13. I'm so excited for next year. I'm going to make sure that never happens to me again. Man. Right? Didn't, didn't cry. Right? Did this. And we talked about it in the same watching all these women cry. And he said, why didn't I cry then? He's like, these women are crying about some of these things. That was my life dream. I missed it. I wasn't crying. And I said, hey, mama, hey, buddy, you grew up with a mama who has tools. I said, there's nothing wrong with crying. Crying's healing, man. There's nothing wrong with crying, but you had a tool to think through how you could correct something so it didn't happen again. Rather cry in the pain. And he told me, he said, mom, all those women were crying through all their challenges and struggling. He said, you did not cry when we were homeless. You cried when we bought our home. Why? Like it's different than all these ladies who are crying in their pain. And this is my point number seven, and it comes as a reminder from Seth's experience of us feeding the good, feeding the results, feeding the solution rather than the pain. My number seven for you is I want you to pause at joy, not at pain. I want you to pause at joy, not in pain. I have learned this ability to cry and rally, <laughs> right? Have pain, but put it in its place and realize that the breakthrough, the necessity of emotion comes at the point of triumph, not at the point of trial. What a lesson. I want you to think about your life and how things could have been different if you needed to work on persistence. What if you pushed through and you paused at the joy on the other side rather than in the moment of pain? That is my point number seven. You want to live in it to win it, right? Don't quit before the miracle finish line, <laughs> okay? What a story, right? Now, the blessing on the other side of this story is the next week, my son, after this goggle incident, got invited by Glenn Lundy to come with me to New York, and Amelia Antoinette put a party together with a Super Bowl champion in attendance who sat there and talked to my twins for a very, very long time, right? Sat there and talked to him. I think he was quite shocked, right? And my son's story, he's like, what's your sport? And Seth's like, I like all the sports. I like all the sports. And he goes, no, what's your sport? And Seth looked right back at him in the eyes. He didn't even say anything. And, and, and the Super Bowl champion said, it's basketball, isn't it? And Seth got a big smile on his face. He goes, yeah, I could tell. And he said, how many free throws you shooting? thinking he was going to catch him off guard. He goes, he goes every day, right? Every day, how many free throws are you shooting? And Seth said, a hundred, a hundred a day, sir. And he said, right? And Seth was feeling real proud of himself that that football player took him to the next level. He said, how many are you making out of the hundred? And Seth said, 
Uh, 70 or 80, probably. He goes, probably. How many are you making? He said, I don't know, sir. And he said, you need to be making 90 out of 100. Can you work on that? And Seth was like, absolutely, sir. I'll start tomorrow, as soon as I get my hoop, right? That moment of going all of the, the tears and the pain that I didn't stop and cry and worry in and quit in, that I broke through, got my son in a room where he could get true input from a true champion. How much will my son's game improve because of that moment where I didn't pause in pain, I paused in joy. So I wanna challenge you, the legacy's being built for you already in your patterns and in your pauses. Number eight, how to live in it to win it. I want you to rest correctly. Let me tell you, Glenn, Darian, Sarah, all of us, we were talking about this in our little rider out to that party that night, okay, which is something that I normally wouldn't do. I normally wouldn't be in a van full of people riding out to something. I keep my family pretty tight, and there was just an experience that my kids loved Glenn Lundy and didn't want to miss a minute with him, okay, but we were talking about our sleep and what a tool it is if you are maximizing it. I know how many people in here work so hard they forget to rest and how Glenn can have four hours of sleep and I require six hours of sleep and us knowing this, right? How many of you have studied your sleep for the tool that it is, right? You have the aura ring or the other tools or you're studying, right? And you can actually see how much REM sleep you're getting, how much recovery you're actually getting. Or if you were like me, I thought I was getting sleep and my REM sleep was 17 minutes a night and my true sleep was one hour and 15 minutes. I didn't know this and my body was not recovering and helping me become a tool to win in life. It takes time to study your body and know what is right for you. But if you do not learn to rest correctly, you will not, me you will not maximize your awake correctly. People don't understand that a champion cares about all the things that are required, excellence and everything. But the problem is, is life is such a mess. You haven't done number two in preparation to be able to accept the gift. It's a disorganized running mess. The things that are necessary that give you the most maximized results you haven't focused on. So throw this in, pick one thing. Maybe number eight right here is something you need to work on for the next 30 days and learn how to study. So I got to grab a drink. Well, my throat is on fire. Okay, so that's number eight. I'm going to roll th through these and do nine and ten and give you guys a minute to sit in your progress. Sit in your progress. Okay, I'm looking over here. Look, we're holding at 743. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this. For the speakers on the stage, do you guys watch how many people are in when you begin? How many people are in on the way through it? How many people drop off, stay? How many people are there when you're done? I look. I study if I've done a good job or a poor job. I want to deliver for Glenn. So I just want you thinking about, like, I'm over here in it to win it. I'm not just showing up on a Tuesday just to help Glenn. Now I am. That's what made me get here. But when I'm here, let me do a great job. Let me have prepared. Let me not just go with the flow and see what happens today. How can I prepare and make a difference? I literally woke up here in New York sleeping and got up and prepared for an hour to be here with you for free. I, I, 
I want you to understand I care about this. I care about doing things correctly. I care about preparation. I care about setting goals that require only miracles and prayer that could make it come to fruition. This is what pulls me out of bed. I only speak about the things that I want. I will not waste my breath complaining, defending, talking about someone who's done me wrong. They don't deserve my breath. I will pause at joy, not at pain. Number nine, you are in it to win it. I talk about this all the time because it is the preface of my life. I have had too much pain to live my life in it. I choose fun. Okay? I want you to understand that fun needs to be a natural part of your life. Fun needs to be a strategy for how you handle situations as opposed to something that you have planned to try every day. Now, what happens is I planned it every single day until it became habitual, until challenges I plan as fun. I walk, you guys, people don't call me unless they're in pain, right? Corporations call me, Danelle, we need you on our team. We are in pain. We are having problems. We can't get over it. I walk in and I'm like the fun bus and they're like, in pain they're like okay why are you smiling so big this is a meltdown here and i go well you better change your face unless you want to keep the meltdown come with me i'm gonna help this pain relief be fun but i had to learn how to have fun in a hard life i had to learn how to have fun when i had nothing jack came forward has increased its sales by over 136 percent my name is travis flighty we have seen over 55 percent increase in sales jeremy Dowling here we finished our month off at not even a 20 percent increase but a 30 percent increase hey guys jean paul gidry here now i've experienced massive increases of 156%, collectively 125%. My name is Kevin Sturrisnyder. We went an increase of 50%. 50%, we went from 50 units to 75 units. We got a 39% growth in volume. This stuff works! I'm Glenn Lundy, creator of the 800% Club. The results that we've been getting out of the 800% Club are ridiculous. Everything that you just heard all happened in the first 90 days. So I want to open this up, helping more dealers across the country. We're now enrolling for 800% club members. So look, the time is now. It's time for you to protect your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com to learn more. That I could have fun when I had everything. Fun should be habitual, right? You, you can't lie to yourself. And if you're not enjoying something, your mind is going to try to shut it down right? Our main naturally does what brings us pleasure. It flees what causes us pain. And so understand your brain works 265 miles an hour. You can't beat it. Okay. So if you're trying to fake it through life, it's the wrong path. It's the wrong pattern. You must create fun, right? My kids love having their friends around me because they understand like, we're going to have a good time always, right? How I respond to things, how I discipline. It's also done in fun. I have direct moments, but we achieve in that. So I want you to think about how much fun you have canceled in your life because there were problems. What if you learned to laugh through them, right? How many times I've been lost or um, you know, frustrated or things didn't go. How many things at a hotel, right? Our event planner who just did it here, Courtney, she said, listen, if hotels or event um, conference locations did things right, 
did things as we paid for them to be done, you wouldn't need me. I wouldn't have a job. So listen, nothing ever goes exactly right. But do we have fun in the process and get it done? You can still have excellence in everything you want and enjoy the process. So I want you to understand how you do. One thing is how you do everything. If you are not enjoying an area of your life, fix it because it will kill all areas of your life. If you are in it to win it, enjoyment better be a part of the process. Now, I love pain. I love it. I love the pain of going for a run. I love the pain of a problem solved. I look at it differently than most. It is my joy to conquer and create and do something people haven't done. And when they tell me I can't make a million from stage, I'm like, watch, watch. I just did it again. Watch, move, grow, create. Fun is a pattern that we create. And the last one, number 10, how to live in it to win it. It's a very simple fact. Cross more finish lines. You want to win more races, win more laps. Cross more finish lines. Quit starting things you don't plan on finishing. I want you to understand every goal that I have. People are like, man, Danelle, it's impossible. It's blah, blah, all these things. I go, no, you just quit before you made it possible. Everything works. Doing nothing doesn't. If you set a boundary, a deadline, cross it, you will teach your brain that winning can be done on repeat. I'm Danelle Delgado. That is your top 10 for the day. And I am complete, I believe is what they say. I'm going to hand it back over to the leaders, the crushers, champions. Wow. wow Amazing. Magical. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you. You loved it. Thank you, Danelle. Thank you. Danelle. Thanks, Danelle. Thank hey, you, Danelle Delgado. That's amazing. Hi, said, hey, Glenn. Hi. Somebody say, hey, Glenn. It was Barb. Just letting you know I'm going in place of Jen today. Yeah, 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 which I'm super excited about. Uh, thank okay. you, Danelle Delgado, for breaking that down for all of us. Impactful as always. And just humble. Humbled to call you a friend, my sister, to be able to travel the world with you. Uh, you're just an, an amazing person, and I'm so grateful that you choose to spend this time with us. I, I realize how many trillions of places you could be. You literally have the world at your fingertips, and it's so fun and inspiring watching you rise, Danelle. It's so fun watching oh. you rise, because you deserve it, girl. You really do. I love you, Glenn, so much. Can I just tell everyone this is hilarious? I don't even know how to use this app. I literally just found the, what is it called? Not the backside. I am just seeing my hundreds of messages in here. <laughs> oh, my word. I'm so sorry. I'm not a jerk. I just didn't know they were there. I will fix this situation, Glenn. You guys are hilarious. All I'm doing, Brad Caldwell, he's hilarious. He just sent me a message that said, you should speak for a living. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
<laughs> well, congratulations, Janelle. You now have another inbox to attend to. Congratulations. congratulations. I love it. I love it. You guys are amazing. I love this tribe. I love how you take care of each other. I want you to be in it to win it. I want you to evaluate who you are, how you're doing it, and how you're attacking this life. It is for you. It is for you. Thank you, Glenn. I love you. Janelle, can I hop in real quick? It's Bernita Adele. Hi, Bernita. Hey, and uh, Glenn, thank you for introducing so many of us to Janelle Delgado. Janelle, it was an absolute pleasure meeting you this weekend. Oh, my gosh. My kids are in your profile picture. Yes. I, uh, well, this is why I just say the extension of what you've talked about today um, absolutely inspires how you have brought your children on the journey with you. And as you spoke about, you know, Tony the Tiger, and as she brought to the stage, you know, her concerns about being a single mom, I haven't become a parent yet, but I had a chance to spend, spend a few moments with your kids at at Amelia's party. And uh, Seth and is it Seth and Sophie or Sophia? Seth and Sophie. Seth and Sophie. They, I mean, they were just awesome, awesome kids. They're so down to earth. We got a chance. To, as you can see, they got me hooked up with my neon jewelry for <laughs> For the, for the night, and it was just really a testament to how impactful you are, not just on the stage, but off the stage. I cannot wait to have more conversation with you around organization and so much more. Uh, but the last thing I will say, the, the big takeaway, you said it again today, um, for everyone to write down what you will do with the money, write down what you will do with your vision, your outcome. What does it look like? Not just keep it in your head, but write it down and tell the universe that you are ready for it. So I just wanted to add that and just to say thank you again, Janelle, and uh, appreciate it meeting your family. We're done speaking for the moment. Thank you all for being so incredible to my family, too. My kids loved that experience, and only Glenn would I be allowed to keep them out till 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> In New York well, City. You know, you know, you know how we do. You know how we hey, do. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn, it's Alec. Uh, can I just chime in really quickly? Of course, Alec. To Danelle? Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Hi, Janelle. Alec. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you so much. And it's so good to be back here, guys. Uh, one thing that, or a couple of things that I took away from this rest correctly, which is something that I actually have been actively working on over the past month. So that really resonated with me, but also to have fun intentionally. And it reminded me also of being able to reach out to others when you're in a place of strength, not just in a place of pain for help. Um, and, I, and so that that meant a lot because when we're doing well, it's not necessarily um, our at first instinct to reach out to others. It's when we're in those places of hardship, like what you were talking about, that you cried when you got your house, not when you were homeless. And so I think that to be conscious of reaching out when coming from a place of strength, uh, thank you for reminding me of that. And now this is Alec and I'm done. Love it, Alec, very much. That's right. That's right. It's so powerful how we handle our patterns for life put us on a certain trajectory, right? I love it. Well, hey, Janelle. Yeah, girl. Yeah, girl. This yeah. is Zane. Can I say something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead, Zane. Thank you. Thank you. Danielle, 
I just love you. I, I, I can't express. I'm an old fart of 66, and you still taught me a whole bunch of stuff. Thank you so much. I love you. And what a pleasure seeing you over the last week. Just incredible. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, the club. Thanks for allowing me to say this. Such a pleasure, Zane. Thank you so much. Uh, you bet, you bet, you bet. Tell Seth, Poppy says hi. <laughs> uh, tell Poppy the same. <laughs> Brian and I had a, a once-in-a-lifetime experience watching our kids get very giggly in each other's presence. <laughs> I was like, no, what is this? Oh, my word. <laughs> but I, I'm not end, supposed to be uncomfortable. It's dinner. <laughs> right? I'm like, but if you could choose one to love, Seth, I do approve of the family. This is exciting. <laughs> yeah. The Ben hey, Scott hey, Delgado hey, connection. Hey, Glenn, can I, can, can I build with Miss Danielle real quick off, based off of what she just said? Because I wrote all those steps down, and I've never heard her speak before, but what I just heard just kind of ignited me. So is it, is it okay if I go in real quick? As long as we keep it, let's keep it under two, two minutes. We got to let Danielle out. She needs to get some rest, and Barbara's coming up. So let's, if you can keep it under two, I'm, I'm down for it. I can keep it under two. I'm going to just talk real fast. You'll never find in any dictionary success before sacrifice. You got to be willing to make the sacrifices to get the success that you want. And God and fear can't occupy the space. So she gave you all the 10 rules to have an amazing life. So I want to do seven things that you have to understand where you might be getting caught up that, that will free you. Rule number one is you. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. So you have to be inspired for yourself to use God's given talents to go forward. Rule number two, your family, whether your family or not supports you, it doesn't make a difference because God gave you that talent. So you need to use that talent to move forward. Number three, your friends, the people that you surround yourself with, are they pushing you towards your dream? Or are they distracting you or are you the distraction? Kobe Bryant said championship banners come and go, but friendships and friendships last forever. So what are you doing to work on your championship banner? Number four, the person that you give your heart to. When Neil was walking in the matrix and he was becoming the one, he turned around and the lady in the red dress had a gun to his head. How many people have you given your heart to that distracted you from where you needed to be? Even though you grew from that, how much further would you have gone if you stayed focused? Number five, the opportunity. Opportunity. In the military, we say piss poor planning leads to piss poor production. Are you doing everything that it takes to prepare for the opportunity that you're asking God for? Number six, mentorship. If you're looking for a mentor, someone like Danelle, someone who's been playing this game longer than you, someone that you can take notes for to help you avoid the life's landmines that's right there in front of you. And the last one is ego. Number seven, edging God out. Do you think you got there by yourself or did you take the time to look in the mirror and check yourself and look what's in the blind spot? This is King Jaquel Martin. Look in the mirror. Boom! That's what I'm talking about right there. And flash your mics on there. Flash your mics on there. Beautiful. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Zanelle, you're a rock star king. That was fire. This is Breakfast with Champions, Mainer Breakfast Club, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We are here Monday through Friday from 5 a.m. till 11 a.m. Eastern Time, bringing you motivation, education, and inspiration. We're also here on Saturdays from 6 to noon with an opportunity for you to be a fly on the wall or maybe ask your questions to some of these incredible humans from all around the world. We're also here on Sundays 
with our fabulous club, 111 at 111 p.m. Eastern Time. Make sure you don't ever miss that. If you're into worship music, if you like sermons and time for prayer, you're going to want to make sure to jump into our club, 111 on Sundays, or you can just make it easy. Click the little greenhouse in the top right-hand corner of your screen. You can follow our club and get notified every time we open a room so you don't have to keep track of everything that I just said. It's also important that you connect with the people that are in this room. Everyone in this room is like-hearted. Not like necessarily like-minded, all right? We disagree on some things. We have differences of opinions. And that's okay. We all come from different backgrounds, different experiences, different ethnicities, different traditions, different cultures. So not agreeing on everything is 100% okay. But the one thing that we do share is we all share a heart. We all share a heart of lifting one another up, a heart of stepping into the best versions of ourselves that we could possibly be. So make sure you connect with that person to your left, to your right, above you, below you. You never know. You might have an opportunity to serve them or they might have an opportunity to serve you. And the last thing I want to share is if you are in any way, shape, or form struggling with changing the way you start your day, if you want to learn more about sleep cycles and how you can be a better sleeper, like what Zanel was just talking about, or maybe you struggle with grabbing your phone first thing in the morning and you want to be able to break that habit. We have a resource for you that can help. This is a small book that I wrote. You can read it in less than an hour. It's called The Morning Five, Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Life. And this is something that we give away completely 100% for free. You can go to themorning5.com. That's themorning5.com. And go ahead and download that ebook. It'll break down those five steps for you. And I guarantee you, if you change the way you start your day, it'll make a massive impact in your life. With that said, I'm super excited. I got an opportunity to be in the presence. That's the only way to describe it. To be in the presence of the one and only Barbara Majeski. This woman is fire on this app, but she is a, she's like a forest fire in real life. She lights it up. She's a beautiful human inside and out. She's so spirited. She's got an incredible smile. And she's just got this addictive personality. You're just like, I want Barbara in my life. (laughs) So I'm super excited to be able to share her with you today. Barbara, the mic is yours. Thanks, Glenn. Yes, I feel the same way. Just meeting up in person. It was not a re it was a reunion. It wasn't a meetup for the first time. Uh, the great part about this app is that we, we spend so much time together talking and hearing and listening and um, learning from each other that when we do meet up in person, it's very natural. It's very organic and it's very easy. It's unlike anything I've ever experienced. And I, d- I did realize that I'm like, I spent a lot of time with these people. <laughs> so meeting in person was amazing. And uh, Danelle, that was great. I loved number nine, In It to Win It, uh, Choose Fun. And King, success before sacrifice, 100%. So I am so curious to get some dialogue. Um, I want to share something with everybody. And then I want to open up the mic because I really like hearing from people and talking about uh, all the things that we go over. And uh, Danelle made a really great point. Or, you know, 
I will say about writing it down. I'm a big fan of journaling and writing things down because just because you get information doesn't mean it leads to transformation. There is a giant abyss between knowing what you need to do and actually doing it. And that is crossing that abyss is simply taking action. And for me, so I run um, this accountability um, program. I'm actually running another one this fall. It's called a fall reset. And I just did one in July and it was super successful and it was a lot of fun. And I got as much out of it as, as my team did. And what it is, the reason why we're, I did it is because we were taking in so much information, but I wasn't sure how many people were actually implementing it and taking the action. So I decided to launch this 14-day accountability challenge where we, we took actions. We started out with three non-negotiables, which is writing, <laughs> because you're 42% more likely to hit your goals just by writing it down and changing the dialogue in your head. It was writing, walking, and water. Those were three non-negotiables for 14 days. And for 14 days, I talked about different aspects of personal development that I think are the top things that you need to roll up into your personal and professional acumen. And at the end of it, I asked everybody, all right, so what was what was your big takeaway? What was your big takeaway? You know, day one was um, non-negotiables. Day two was how to set goals. And, you know, uh, three is the conversation that you have with yourself is the most important conversation. And it just goes on and on. And the feedback that I got was about framing failure was about framing your story, framing who you are and what you've been through was the number one most transformative day of all 14 days. Because what we talked about is just simply framing circumstances that you've gone through. And instead of being bitter or angry or resentful or frustrated, it was time to take steps to reframe some of your traumas, tragedies, and trials into lessons. And when we take pause and we not only think about it, but we also write it down, that is where we go from information gathering to transformation. So um, I want to dive into it and share something, you know, as, as we're in, going through the Olympics right now that uh, kind of hit home for me that I wanted to share. Um, and then I, I'm curious to hear everybody's dialogue on this. Um, you know, as a kid, I did, we didn't grow up with a lot. I'm one of two sets of twins. Um, I'm actually the oldest of three. There are three boys. I have a twin brother and I have younger twin brothers. And yes, for those who are hearing that the first time, twins do run in the Schwartz family. My mother is a triplet. Um, I have three kids of my own they're all single kids and I believe God gives you a can handle and God was like yeah no one at a time for this one um so we didn't grow up with a lot but I grew up with a love of swimming I swear I might have been a fish in a past life that we never had a pool and eventually I figured out that the local apartment complexes did have pools and what I would do is I would take my bike over to the apartment complexes and I would jump a fence. And I mean, these weren't like fancy pools. These weren't um, super pools, but they were pools of water. And I would find, I would watch the lifeguards and I'd stand in the bushes and then I would figure out how to, you know, jump the fence. And listen, it's the 1980s. So why a, a young kid, nine, 10 years old is just roaming free, jumping fences and jumping into pools. I don't know, it's the 80s. Now, there was a lot more freedom back then. So I would jump the jump the fence and it's not like I had like a cool beach towel or something like that. The Schwartzes didn't have that kind of stuff. Like I remember just having like a little schmata of a towel, a little like 
really like a towel, a, a, a washcloth to use. Um, you know, it's not like I had a pool towel and a beach towel. We you had towels, and they weren't very pretty towels. But I would jump my fence and I would lay out my little raggedy um, hand towel on one of those plastic chairs, and I'd be so happy that I was next to you know that I was able to swim in a pool. And I loved swimming. So I would get in and I would start pretending I was an Olympic swimmer and I would practice over and over again how to do flip turns. I was like, I really, really wanted to be a swimmer. And I would figure, I didn't know how to do a flip turn. And remember, this is the 80s. It's not like I could Google how to do a flip turn on the internet. And you could only see swimming on television when swimming was on television. And I had no access to country clubs or swim clubs or anything like that. I just loved swimming. So I taught myself how to do, uh, you know, a, I, my maiden name is Schwartz, by the way. So Barbara Schwartz Babs taught herself how to do a little flip term in the pool. And when I got into high school, I decided that I was going to join the swim team. Now, remember, I've never formally learned how to swim. I just am a fish in my brain. And I think I'm and I, I think I should be an Olympic swimmer. And I decide I'm going to go out for the swim team for high school. Now we're in West Windsor, Plainsboro, and we have this little bubble. It's actually a bubble. They, it's an outdoor swim, uh, outdoor pool, but they blow up this bubble around it. So it's like becomes an indoor pool. And I show up for tryouts. But please remember, I've never I've never seen even people practice swimming. So I, of course, have my roughly little bathing suit and um, goggles. I knew that much to have goggles and a, and a swimsuit. I walk into the bubble and these swimmers are swimming. Now in New Jersey, you have to understand, and I am a Jersey girl if you can't, if you haven't figured that part out yet. <laughs> I am a Jersey girl. And Jersey people take everything seriously except themselves. Um, whether it's sports, academics, property taxes, <laughs> they take it seriously. Reality shows, the whole Michigas, the whole thing. And so I get into this bubble and these swimmers are swimming, you know, and they're like unbelievable streamline and doing their flip turns. Like, oh my God, like flip turns in real life are like really like cool to see executed. And it's just like you see on TV and I am like a complete literal fish out of water. I'm like, I am in over my head. And I don't have a swim cap because I don't even know where to buy a swim cap. And I don't have everyone's in these tight, you know, speedo bathing suits. And I, I, I think I had like ruffles and hearts. <laughs> it was just, let's just say it wasn't a, a professional swimsuit. Uh, but I did have my goggles and I do remember that. And I remember thinking like, I just need to run, run out of here. I'm clearly, I don't know what I'm doing. I've never professional, I've never learned how to really swim. And somebody gives me a swim cap. And, um, you know, the only thing I really felt like I had going for me at the time is that I was very buoyant. And what I mean by that is I was actually um, a little on the um, fluffier side when I was in high school. So um, I don't have a whole lot going for me at this point. Um, I've never really swam. I'm very awkward. Anyway, they're like, jump in the pool and let's start swimming. And it was game on. Like all of a sudden they they just assumed that we would all we were all trained in our younger years and we just start swimming. And I am I like I don't know how much energy I expended. My heart was racing and I just got in the game and I started swimming. did my little flip Barbara Schwartz flip turns that uh, she taught herself. And I was in, I was in, I slow, you know, they put us in lanes and I was honestly put in one of the slower lanes. Um, but I showed up every day of tryouts 
early and in gear. The next day I had my parents go to the sporting goods store. I did get a bathing suit. I did get a swim cap and I started really kind of figuring out what was needed. Anyway, um, I did ultimately make the freshman uh, swim team. And I Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Learned how to swim and it was a real it was really exciting for me. You know, I loved swimming. I wasn't that good. You know, they did the best. And all of a sudden, they were trying to figure out where I could where I could fit on the swim team. Though I don't even know how I made this team. Whatever. I, they, I made it. I mean, in retrospect, I guess maybe they just felt sorry for me. But they figured out what ended up happening was they were short somebody to do the butterfly. They didn't have enough butterflyers on this team. So the coach pulls me aside, and she's like, I need to see your butterfly. <laughs> I was like, butterfly. <laughs> um, I can. I was like, I can do one. And she's like, what do you mean, a one lap? And I was like, no, I can do one butterfly. Like one, like, you know, push off the side of the pool, take both arms out of the air and do a butterfly. Now, I don't know about anybody on this stage. And can you guys flash your mics if you've ever tried to do the butterfly stroke? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? <laughs> it's so, it's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. Oh, good God. Oh, my God. So she's like, listen, we're going to teach you how to do the butterfly stroke. And I was so happy and grateful to be on this team. I would do whatever it took. I was so excited to be part of a team. You got to remember, I, I, well, you don't have to remember, but I will tell you, my twin brother was a division, was played division one soccer. He was an unbelievable natural, crazy athlete. And I'm telling you, even after high school, years after high school, I would run into people and I'd be like, oh, hey, we went to high school together. And they'd be like, I don't seem to remember you. And I'd be like, um, I'm Ben Schwartz's twin sister. And they would be like, Schwartz. It's like I didn't even exist. I mean, this kid, this guy that happens to be four minutes younger than me was an unbelievable division one all-american athlete but this was my time to shine i was going to be the swimmer they taught me how to do the butterfly i figured out how to do it because i decided that i wanted that i i wanted to do it and i think that's what the coach saw in me and you know what i never got great at swimming but i became really good at it i put my heart into it i did whatever it took the coach taught me how to do the butterfly no matter what the coach asked of me I did it and I ended up being a long distance I I ended up finding my my lane how oh, that's kind of funny huh I ended up finding my my spot on the team which was I was a distance swimmer I'm more of a long distance person and I always say this my sprint and my run look exactly the same I just don't move at a fast pace but I move at a pretty steady solid pace whether I'm running swimming talking doing all my things I don't do anything very fast I don't do anything very slow but I do things very consistently um, and I also became the person they could hand the ball to so when we did the medleys which is where you do um, you have a team medley somebody does breaststroke backstroke butterfly I became the butterflyer so um, I did learn how to do the butterfly stroke I can still do it to this day it still kills me and it is so hard but I am so proud of it and I never became number one on that team but I be always became somebody that you can count on to always be there to always show up with the right attitude to be part of the bigger team 
And that's how I look at it. I don't look at that, you know what, I didn't win anything. I was never, you know, I was never celebrated as a swimmer. I did make varsity um, my junior year, which I'm super proud of, but I was never the top dog in that team. I was never, like nobody, no, I'm like in the pictures, that's it. I was never celebrated. I was never, never won any, any there was only one time that I'll share with you guys. They put us in different heats. It was must have been the state champions. And you got to remember, too. Well, I want you to know that I, I, I lived in a part of New Jersey, the, in Princeton, New Jersey. And um, this ended up being like the number one, uh, the number one team in the state. I didn't know this at the time, um, but I was part of a number one team. I just happened to be the worst person on the the, the, the number one team, which I'm totally fine with, uh, what have you. At one time, we did go to states and they divided you by your times. So I ended up in some heat that I belonged in. I didn't understand a lot of what was going on, but I remember I was like, okay. And, and my team just knew that I was gonna give my best. The coaches knew I was always gonna leave everything out on the field or the pool. I would, I would show up, put my, pull my head out of the water and be completely out of breath and with full red face. And I finally, as I did long distance, and actually the girl who throws, they, they dunk your numbers at the end of your, so during long distance, you lose track of the number of laps you do. So you have a friend at the, en the end of your pool that's like dipping the numbers so you can see that you're on lap 10, 12, whatever it is. And that is actually my very best friend. Uh, we live two blocks away from each other here at the Jersey Shore. Um, just throwing that in there because I believe loyalty. Um, I'm, I'm really, I, I'm so blessed to have such great friends. And here on breakfast with champions so i finally get put in a heat where i'm not like up i'm not like the worst i'm actually just with other people that mud along and do their thing and of course i'm giving my all and next thing you know i do my flip turn on the last leg and i hear i hear them ring the bell for me and what that means is that the the lead swimmer is on her last lap and they rang it for me and I was losing my mind. I was like, oh my God, they just rang. I, that was my flip turn. And I could see to the left and right of me, nobody else had taken that flip turn. And like Oprah Winfrey says, don't look to the left and the right. That just slows you down when you look at your competition. And so I never did that. I never looked around me. I always waited till I popped my head up and I swam like I was literally swimming for my life. And I ended up winning that heat and uh, my team went crazy because I brought in some good points. Oh my God, it was like the best feeling of my life. It was so amazing and I got out of the water and it was actually the, the one swimming my father was able to get to. My parents uh, couldn't, couldn't cheer me on because of certain circumstances, which I have no sorrow about or anything, but it was the one time my dad was there. My dad will always make fun of me. And <laughs> if there's ever a speech for my dad to give, he'll be like, she came running out of the pool and said, did you hear they rang the bell for me? They rang the bell for me. And um, it was just really a very cool experience. I did have one time where I actually kind of pulled my weight and uh, helped my team um, in part of uh, winning state championship. So that was really cool. Um, but that's what I like to focus on is things like that and not, you know, sometimes we reframe our stories kind of in the negative. And um, I like to think of things um, as a positive and all these things that I got to kind of trudge my way through. And, you know, listen, I was a come from behind girl. All the other kids on the swim team, they were, um, they were trained. They spent their summers at swim clubs and swim teams and swim, swim, swim. And I show up as a ninth grader completely, um, awkward and, you know, insecure. And I could be bitter. Like, why wasn't I enrolled in swim? It doesn't matter. What matters is I showed up and I always will continue to show up. And I'm going to bring this story full circle. Um, 
I had this incident a couple years ago. Um, I was putting a pool in my backyard. Now, um, you need to know my family grew up with no no money. At one time, they lost, they, they, they couldn't, our car broke down. They didn't have enough money to fix it. So my dad would ride his bike to the train station in the dead of winter. And he would drive by me at the bus stop and wave. And people would be like, why is your dad biking to the train station? And I would be like, um, my dad's a cyclist. <laughs> uh, my dad wasn't a cyclist. My dad was going off to make a living and had to take his bike to the train station. So if that's any indicator that circumstances weren't always flush with um, money, that is just one of many comical stories of the Schwartz, growing up Schwartz. And um, I always knew I wanted to do well. I always knew I wanted to make money. And I put myself in positions to build personal wealth. And I continue to do that to this day. And I'm looking at 10x my situation now as a single mother of three. Although I always say I don't need to work. I always, I believe I have work to do. And that's why you see me showing up here and Breakfast with Champions and on television and I'm uh, on the, on um, doing accountability challenges. I know that I still have work to do. And a couple years ago, I, um, I, I bought a 9,000 square foot house in Princeton, New Jersey. Beautiful, it has an indoor basketball court and I decided I needed to put in a pool. And I put in a pool and I left for the summer to go down to the shore, came back and my pool color was wrong. And I look out and I'm like, oh, I asked for like a sexy black bottom, you know, dark pool and it was literally a white concrete pool. And I was like, oh, well that's, that's, that's not what I wanted called the architects. Now remember now I have architects and I have pool people. I'm like living my best life. I'm like, so I call my architect and pool people. I'm like, um, I think you guys made a mistake. This is the color. And I sent them the email and blah, blah, blah. So I let the two of them handle it. Next thing you know, a week later, I get a call and my architect's like, we're calling attorneys and this is bull, you know, all the things. And it's like, we're everyone's so mad and it's all heated. And I was like, hmm. I said, can everyone just take a, take a beat? I'm going to go ahead and um, let me handle this. I pick up the phone, I call the pool people, and I said, um, hey, listen, it's Barbara Majeski, and can I get the owner? And the owner picks up the phone, she goes, hello, like literally, like she knew, she was like ready for battle, and like with the full-on jersey, I was like, ooh, she ain't, she don't like Babs. So I was like, um, hey, listen, if the biggest problem in my life right now is that my pool color is wrong, I'm doing okay. So um, let's you and I figure out at cost how we can fix this pool color of mine that is wrong and um, let's just get it done. Jack came forward has increased its sales by over 136%. My name is Travis Flaherty. We have seen over 55% increase in sales. Jeremy Downing here. We finished our month off at not even a 20% increase, but a 30% increase. Hey guys, Jean Paul Gidry here. And I've experienced massive increases of 156%, collectively 125%. My name is Kevin Strasnatter. We went an increase of 50%. 50%, we went from 50 units to 75 units. We got a 39% growth in volume. This stuff works! I'm Glenn Lundy, creator of the 800% Club. The results that we've been getting out of the 800% Club are ridiculous. Everything that you just heard all happened in the first 90 days. So I wanna open this up, helping more dealers across the country. We're now enrolling for 800% Club members. So look, the time is now. It's time for you to protect your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com to learn more. And 
she just started laughing, laughing, crying. She's like, oh my God. She's like, you're so right. I'm like, my biggest problem. And it was the biggest problem I had in that moment. The biggest problem in my life at that moment was my pool color was wrong. But not only did I realize the, the, like, the patheticness of that, like that I was actually that was not the patheticness, but really the, the glory of that moment in my life. I also always knew where I came from. I'm a girl who jumped fences with a, you know, some dish towel as a pool, as a pool towel to dry myself off. That had to have, you know, holiday gifts gifted to us from, from a local, you know, church so that we would have gifts. Whose father rode his bike to work because a car broke down. Who lived in her uncle's one bedroom studio apartment in California because they lost, her parents lost their home. So all of a sudden I'd moved myself into a station in my life where I was putting a pool in my backyard of a 9,000 square foot house in Princeton, New Jersey with an indoor sport court. And if you haven't seen my indoor sport court, DM me, I'll send you a picture or just Google Barbara Majeski basketball and you can see it. It, is, it was uh, in New Jersey design. Yeah, I'm that girl that ended up in a New Jersey design magazine because her house was so magnificent but spent her eighth grade year sleeping on the floor in a studio apartment with her father, his brother, and her three brothers, one with a mental disability, when she was in eighth grade. It's been a long, strange, amazing damn journey, but it isn't lost on me that my biggest problem at one point in my life was that I, my pool color was wrong. And I just love sharing it because I knew it. She, so what ended up happening was the very next day, the pool people came out, they drained the pool, they did all their pool jazzy pan stuff. I don't know what pool people do. Next thing you know, I've got this gorgeous black bottom. I'll send you a picture of my pool too. Absolutely beautiful pool. I never saw an invoice. I was never asked for a dime. Nobody ever called me again. Nothing, I never saw a dime. And I think it was just the grace of the way that I handled it that and the humor that just ended things right then and there and i taught my architect something that day i taught the pool people something that day and i hope it lands with somebody is that sometimes you need to take pause that these problems that sometimes that we have are really good problems to have three years later my marriage ended in a blaze of glory that broke my heart like i have never experienced i heard myself cry at such a guttural level I've never heard it since, and I had never heard it before. And then three months later, I was diagnosed with stage three cancer that almost killed me because I have no talent for chemo. So I'm so glad that I took pause and had the childhood and life that I had that I was able to see that when my pool color was my biggest problem, it wasn't lost on me and it will never be lost on me. And things are gonna constantly go wrong, but it is how we frame certain things in our life that allows us to grow and be better or holds us back and makes us bitter and puts these mountains in our way. And it's mountains we're supposed to climb. We are not supposed to carry them on our back. So in anything that I've been through, through the trials and tribulations of my life, and trust me, there are some really interesting chapters to say the least and if you don't know these things about me um hold out for the book because i am definitely writing it i just uh, haven't started it yet but i know we all have a story to tell but i also know and i do that i start all of my master classes here 
So if you want to do my masterclass, DM me masterclass because I talk about getting out of your own way and living your best life. And I love talking about it because <clears throat> I have really st been the only person stopping myself from getting, uh, getting the things and living the life of happiness, connectedness, joy, and success. I've always been the person that has gotten in my own way to living those, living out my dreams. And I've been the one to also get myself out of the own way. So I do do a free masterclass. Um, if you guys are interested, please DM me masterclass. It's going to be August 12th um, at 5 p.m. And it's absolutely free. The last masterclass was totally lit. I'm doing it again. Um, and I couldn't be more excited to share this information. It's all about getting out of your own way, living your best life. Um, and then I'm going to open up the mic and I really want to, I'm curious to hear what your takeaway is from this dialogue. I will just end with saying this. What? You have a tremendous opportunity to reinvent your dealership today, right now, and to not take advantage of it would mean that everything that you just went through and are going through was in vain. How about instead we build something new like Kevin did in Virginia who was up 37% in April or Mike in Wyoming who was up 90% in April or Bob in Kentucky who broke a 60 year record this past January. All of these dealers join the 800% club and together we continue to win. Listen, I've done this before. I've helped build a monster dealership from the inside out and now I want to build one with you, you and your team deserve it. So look, the time is now. It's time for you to protect your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com to learn more. Health and planes and I, there, it wasn't a straight line. It was filled with trials, tribulations, heartbreak. Um, I sound like a Lifetime movie. <laughs> uh, but you know, I just, I want to share that because I keep landing on my feet. Um, and cancer was nothing but a blessing, folks. Nothing but a blessing. They may have taken a chemo, took a few of my brain cells, ain't, ain't firing like I used to, but um, I came out uh, chemo and surgery and all of it, a much better human being. You're meeting me. I am a, I shed a lot of skins to get where you're meeting me today. And I'm grateful you're meeting me here than meeting me six or seven years ago prior to the wheels falling off in my life. I am a better higher vibrating human being with a lot more compassion, grace, understanding, and and uh, gratitude for life. So, okay, somebody else wanted to jump in. I just went off on there. Thank you. Sure, Barbara, this is Alec. And, and first of all, I'm so glad that I was able to hear your story. Um, I'm not sure if you've told it before on the app, but it is fortuitous uh, that I came back today to hear this. And, and I just, I think it's so inspiring. The one takeaway that I took is that you've turned this all into uh, a system of accountability with your group on Facebook. And, and the one thing that I just want to note, and it's, it's short, is how simple yet how important the steps of your accountability program are. If I'm correct, drink water, walk, read, and write. And to do all of that consistently is actually so much more difficult than we than we would expect. So I, that's that was my big takeaway, aside from your incredible story, which I find to be just truly inspiring. So thank you. And I'm going to remember to drink water, write, read, <laughs> and walk every single day. In fact, I'm out on a walk right now, so thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm so glad you said that because they what those are, they're three non-negotiables, walking, 
water and writing. And I chose those because you need to flush out the toxins in your body every single day. And at the same time, in my challenge, the reason why I put it there and the reason why I hold everyone's feet to the fire for 14 straight days is it's not only just for your physical health, it's for your mental health, because the water is metaphoric of you're not just flushing the toxins out of your system, you're flushing the toxic thoughts, vibrations, energy, patterns, we're flushing it out of your body over the next 14 days. And I encourage everyone to double do it, do the, do the program twice, because 28 days does equal a habit. So the water is like, no, you are now drinking water, as opposed to we all know, like this is what I'm talking about. We all know that in the information, drink water, it's gonna help you optimize your body, your mind, your spirit, right? We all know that's information, but it doesn't lead to transformation. Doesn't mean you're gonna drink water every single day. We all know this, right? But do we do it? No. So that's why I put the get together this challenge. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're actually going to write down every morning in your journal, because we're writing every single day. Every day you're gonna write down, my goals today are to drink water, to walk, and to write. So those are the three, they're just non-negotiables. And it's these small micro steps that ultimately lead to macro results because then you can start rolling in more micro steps, more micro actions, because now you have the confidence that you can set these micro goals and achieve them. Now, what else can you do? Okay, you know what? I'm gonna take out sugar for 14 days. Okay, what is your what are your next non-negotiables? So it builds on, um, so I'm so glad you said it because I'm so passionate about it. Um, these things help me so much and I just, like to take my strategies and help others. I don't love, I love talking about strategies, but I'm, my true passion is helping other people get out of their own way. And the only way to do that is to take, to take action to, and accountability. So writing, you're 42% more likely to have goals, but bringing in accountability it brings that number up to over 60%. So yeah, that's why I do it. And if anybody, this is speaking to anybody, um, you've got two options. You can take my masterclass. You can do, you can do both of them. Take my masterclass, which is free on the 12th. And that is seven ways to um, optimize your potential. I, all I talk about is getting the hell out of your own way, living your best life and my strategies for it. But from there, we are going into an accountability challenge, which is gonna start September 1st, go through some, go for 14 straight days. We have a Facebook group. I text you every single day. I take this very seriously. Um, I call myself um, Goggins, well, actually Alpha Six calls me Goggins Majeski. Um, listen, I take I take life seriously and living your best life. And I already got confronted with my own mortality, got my, my arse handed to me with a little chemo and uh, stage three cancer. That was no, no, uh, that was no bueno. Um, so thank you. I appreciate it. I saw somebody else on mic. What's yeah. the Facebook group called? So you'd have to DM me um, accountability or DM me masterclass or just DM me that I'm the queen. I don't know. Just, just DM me. <laughs> I'll, but I'll actually, you. can you guys, if you guys do me a huge favor, go to Instagram and follow me there um, and DM me there because my um, clubhouse is getting a little, um, I don't know what's going on over there. There's a lot of, a lot of unread messages and I feel bad. <laughs> I have a little bit, I do a little bit better on the, the Instagram. Um, so yeah, register Flat there. Word. Yeah. Can I just, this is Dr. Connor here. I just want to chime in with something there. I mean, I think, look, when people hear of people that have had cancer, it's horrible, obviously. But I, I just want to say, like, you, the stage, wasn't it stage four you had or stage three? Stage three. Stage three. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, one, two, three. I mean, it's just to be able to, the one thing, like, and you've mentioned it, others too have mentioned it too, obviously, that have had cancer. But you want to grasp life. And you want to live life. And I've actually heard people saying before, like, that literally they forget about things 
that the pain and the extreme uh, misfortune that they were in. But I mean, what you're doing is not only you're grasping life, but you're giving back. You're giving back to so many. And I have to commend you on that because like you said, those steps are simple, but it's the consistency that gets you well. And now is the greatest time, I think, in our lifetimes, in a hundred years or so, since probably the Spanish flu, where we can actually set, draw a line in the sand and go, hey, right, this is it. I'm going to change. I'm going to develop. So I think, look, it's fantastic what you're doing. I just wish you well, Golden Dr. Connor. Thank you, Dr. Connor. And um, Kim, I, Kimberly, I saw you unmute and we're down to one minute. So, or Tony Mo, somebody else had unmuted. Who who unmuted there? Hi, Bart. Hey. This is your breastie, Tony Mo. And I hey, just girl. real quick, I don't want to jump the line, but my takeaways from you today, I, I love your spirit, is that you were resilient, self-motivated, determined to reach your goals, but most of all, not just willing to try, but do in order to accomplish each and every one of your goals. Thank you so much Bob, for sharing your story. And I hope that you continue to motivate each other. And I enjoyed your masterclass the first time and I will be there again. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm so glad. And I think actually the fa everyone's favorite part of the masterclass was the after party. And Tony Mo, I know you stayed there. My dad ended up on it. I gave everyone a house tour of the basketball court. Um, it was a lot of fun. Listen, I enjoy uh, sharing my journey and hoping to help other people live out their dreams. I've manifested so much in my life that I, you know, it, I do. I'm, I'm truly grateful. And um, thank you, Tony Mo. And guys, it's 11 o'clock and you know I am a television personality. So... That means we cut to commercial or I give it back to Glenn. Glenn, are you there? It's 11 o'clock. I'm a girl that starts on time, finishes on time. Where'd you go? And by the way, Dr. Connor, thank you. And I was chewing a piece of ice when you asked me what stage I had. I was stage uh, stage three. It was a late stage three. Um, and I, it, stage three is too damn close to four. I'm not going to lie. I don't got a whole lot of bandwidth, but I'll share this with you guys. And I hope you'll take it with you today. I am leaving nothing on the table. I'm leaving it all out on the field every single day. I give my best every single day. And I might not always be, you know, the superstar or the gold medal winner, but I give my damn best every single day. And I try my very best through hardships and setbacks and even through the latest that I went through to find the lesson and find the gifts and find and know that I need to always surrender and have faith in the higher being that a higher universal being, whatever God that speaks to you. When I went through that, um, this, you know, on Friday, getting the call that my son had a seizure, there was nothing I could do. I asked for a police escort to get myself 60 miles to, to, my, to my son, which I did not get. And I said to myself, Barbara, surrender. Barbara, surrender. Have faith. Believe everything he is taking care of. And I say it over and over again through hardships and difficulty. I will see myself through this. This too shall pass. And I will see the gifts. And I still have a wonderful, amazing life to live over and over again. So I hope that lands um, with others. We all go through difficult times. It's the universal condition. The Buddhist starts by saying uh, there is suffering uh, and we all collectively go through it. It's all how we handle it and get to the other side. So I am Barbara in the red dress here on Clubhouse. It is 11.02. Glenn, back to you or I will be the, I'll be the, the, the girl in the red dress closing the room down. Anyone else want to? Hey, Barbara, I just want to say really quick, this is Tyrone. And, hey, Tyrone. And your, your monologues in a positive context, you know, the key takeaway for me was courage, commitment, and choices. 
And it's, it's just amazing every time, you know, I hear your different stories, how much of that comes from it. And I, and I hope others realize that as well and are motivated uh, by your stories because they're strong storage, which enables in others too, you know, that sense of courage, um, realizing that commitment and the choices that we make can turn our lives around just the way you turn yours around as well. So I just want to say thank you for those. It's Tyrone and I'm reserving my thoughts for the future. Tyrone, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Where are you on the stage? Oh, do you have the hat on? Yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> oh, okay, great. I'm following you back. I hadn't heard your voice before. Uh, nice to see you on the stage and welcome to Breakfast with Champions. So great. Um, all right, guys, it's 11.03. I think Glenn has stepped away. Um, Alpha 6, you want to close this down? Or Glenn Glenn? Who? Glenn's back. Hey, back to you, Glenn. That Glenn Lundy guy? That yeah. Glenn Lundy guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Powerful episode today of Breakfast with Champions. Barbara, thanks for always bringing it. And I really appreciate you sharing your truths. I appreciate you sharing your experiences as you learn from them. Um, I can only imagine the, the fear and the concern when your child is experiencing uh, life in a, in a certain way. And, and that helpless feeling, I totally 100% um, empathize with you when it comes to that, Barbara. And so I appreciate you taking those moments and choosing to allow them to be uh, fuel for the rest of us, right? To walk in gratitude and to appreciate the moments and to make sure that we're living uh, every single day, right? Living every single day on purpose and with intention. So thank you for that, Barbara. I really appreciate you. I appreciate all of those that joined us here on Breakfast with Champions today. Another solid episode in the books. And hey, listen, if you missed anything today, if you missed any of the segments, so on and so forth, don't worry. We do have a Breakfast with Champions podcast. So the Breakfast with Champions podcast. Now, it's not same day, same time podcast. Keep that in mind. But for example, if you wanted to go back and hear some of Barbara's earlier segments, you can learn from her. Or if you want to go back and see uh, some of the things that Danelle has shared on previous Tuesdays, you can find those. Uh, maybe you want to dig in and, and the dude Alpha, right? Alpha's always dropping bombs up in here. Maybe you want to go back and do a, you just want to totally like max out on Alpha. You want to do a 24 hours of Alpha. <laughs> that, should be, that should be a channel, dude. There should be a channel on Netflix. 24 hours of Alpha 6. <laughs> Glenn, even I don't want to listen to that. <laughs> we do. I can listen to it, I think, man. That'd be, that'd be good. That'd be good to have the, some motivational stuff while I'm on a run or something like that. But if you want to go back and catch any of those things, you can go to the Breakfast with Champions podcast. We would love it if you enjoy what we're doing you to leave a review hit that download button over there uh help us promote and push the breakfast with champions podcast out into the world simply by showing up and utilizing that tool um, that we're giving to you so if you missed anything don't worry you'll be able to catch it down the road on the breakfast with champions podcast make sure you subscribe so with that said we'll be back here again tomorrow morning 5 a.m to do it all over again and I am so incredibly grateful you chose to spend this time and to be in this space with us this morning. With that said, I'm going to get to work. Have a good one. Thanks, Bye, Glenn. Glenn.
Thanks, Glenn. Love you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.